I don't even think they're finishing second in the division. Yeah. So we'll see though. Alright. I just I just started recording. You ready? Yeah, let's do it. Alright. Welcome back to another episode of the Wire Podcast. I'm back here with Thomas. And this it's been it's like, it, it's been like forever since we've done a pod together. I know. It's been a while. I think the last one we did, we did our receiver rankings. Yeah. And then we just both gotten I mean I've gotten busy, so it's just been tough. But yeah. So. Um yeah, it's been it's been a crazy week. You got COVID, so that's fun. Did. Um, but today we're gonna, t- yeah. But luckily it's a mild case, so you yeah. should die. I'm not dying, thankfully. I just can't smell anything. Yeah. Um, but, but today, today we're gonna be talking about the 2020 NFL season, which starts tomorrow night. I'm super excited. We're gonna have football, um, and COVID can just die. Yes. Um, but today we're gonna kind of preview the season. We got some topics we want to talk about. Uh, we're gonna look at each division um, and just talk about each division in general. Uh, and then we'll talk about some teams we're excited to watch. Some teams we're a little bit lower on. Talk about some players in the league. Um, and but to start off, we, we need to talk about the Deshaun Watson contract. Um, and Deshaun Watson, he got paid. Uh, he signed a four-year, $156 million extension that averages $39 million annually and includes a $27 million signing bonus. There is a $1 million es- – wow, I can't talk. There is a $1 million escalator clause from 2022 to 2025. Um, I think he's worth every penny. I'm actually shocked that he didn't get paid more. I thought he was yeah, – I thought – I kind of thought he was going to ask for more money – than Mahomes, yeah, because the team sucks and his coach is uh, bad. I thought I, I really, really thought he was gonna ask for more money. Yeah, I did too, and I don't think it would have been worth it to pay him more than Mahomes. So I think they got him on a really good deal. Yeah. I mean, it is obviously a lot of money, but he is your entire franchise, so you want to lock right. him up. And I think they got a deal for kind of where where the quarterback market's at right now. Yeah, well, I mean, you have to pay the elite. The elite guys are the ones worth paying this much money. And I personally feel like Deshaun, Deshaun Watson is one of those dudes. Um, he's one of those quarterbacks. Um, I think he's worth every penny, and it was smart to lock him up. Like, he's the only reason why the Texans haven't been horrible the last few seasons. I mean, he, he he's incredible. Right. Um, and um, But, yeah, I, I love the deal. Um, I, I kind of thought it was just a steal because I, I honestly expected them to ask uh, for more money um, just because the Texans are not very good um, and there's not a lot of incentive for him to stay in Houston uh, because, it, because of the situation there. Yeah, okay, so this is interesting. I think this actually kind of hurts Dak a little bit because, like, I think if the more Watson asked for, the happier Dak would have been. But yeah. since Watson, what's he getting? Thirty nine a year. Yeah, thirty nine a year. Yeah. So now Dak's thirty five may need to go down a little bit. Yeah, I don't know what Dak's gonna get. I don't think he's gonna be a cowboy after this season. Yeah, probably not. Because I don't think they're gonna pay him that much as much as he wants. Yeah. But this, I think this definitely hurts his contract negotiations with the Cowboys because they're not gonna pay him what he wants. They're not gonna pay him like super close to what Deshaun Watson's making. Right. Cause he has he hasn't done 
anything close to what Deshaun's done. Deshaun's carrying that franchise. Dak's got several pieces around him and still can't like yeah. make a like, solid like what happened last year was just awful. Like when they're right. like them not winning the division was just it's crazy. They like, really lost the division to a team with a college a former college quarterback as their number one receiver who like has never played receiver before this year. Yeah, and like JJ Orsenga Whiteside was like their number two weapon. Yeah, or, or number two receiver because Zach 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 Ertz was still healthy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was that, just that, like, it, that, that inexcusable was for the Cowboys to yeah. to lose the division last year. But yeah, um, so yeah, that uh, I love the contract. Thought it was great. Um, yeah, and Sean Watson is going to be a Texan for a while. Uh, now let's get into the divisions. Uh, which one do we want to start with? North, NFC North? We're going to start with the North. NFC Conference. Do we want to do NFC North first? Yeah, we'll do that. All right, this is an interesting division. Uh, really, really only two teams uh, contending or fighting for the top spot with the Packers and Vikings. Yep. Uh, the bottom two teams aren't horrible. I uh, agree, yeah. I actually think Detroit could yes. make a run at this division – Depending on Stafford's health uh, and how like, how they shape up on defense, because they were terrible last year against the pass. Yeah. Uh, so I'll be interested to see how that works. I think Detroit can push for a playoff spot, maybe the number two spot in the division. I think it's going to be difficult though with these two top teams both being a good football teams. Yeah, like I, I think Detroit, like Detroit has a really good team. Like if Stafford can stay healthy, he's obviously one of the better quarterbacks in the league. Um, and then you have like Kenny Galladay. Now you have two great running backs in Carryon Johnson and DeAndre Swift. Like that's a, a great running back duo. Yeah, um, and you still have Marvin Jones. Yeah, you have Marvin up Jones. One game every year where he's got four touchdowns. Yeah. Um, yeah, he always has like one or two games a year in fantasy where he just yeah, goes where he's off. just lit. Um, and, then and, and then I pick him up, and it's like the yeah, and, and then it's tough. The season. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, but they improved their offensive line. Their defense improved. Like they got, they lost Darius Slay, but they picked them. But they drafted um, Jeff Okuda. Uh, Jeff Okuda. Um, I, they made some nice improvements to their team. They can be good. Their, their schedule is difficult, and, and that's really the case for every team because it feels like every team is competitive. Is going to be competitive. Like, there's not a lot of teams where I where I look at the, at them and say, yeah, their roster is just bad. Yeah, I think there's like two teams. Yeah, that I'm really like, oh, that this these are easily the worst teams in the league. Right, and, and that's uh, Washington and, and Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Right. Hey, I, I think I deserve brownie points for not saying I am so Washington's old name. You I know mean, what? I, I actually wrote down in my notes, say Washington say, football team. Yes. Like where where we have the where I have notes about Washington, I was like, do not say Redskin, <laughs> and I just said it. This podcast has been canceled. It's okay. Sorry, I was guys. listening to a podcast earlier, and one of the hosts said the name, and it's like bleeped out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, All right. yeah, you're but gonna yeah. have to edit that out of me just saying that. <laughs> yeah, but this division. Um, it, I mean, it, it's good. Like, there's we got two top teams that are most likely going to be competing for um, the top spot in the division. Then you have the Lions. Then you have the Bears. And the Bears are they're not awful. Their quarterback situation is so weird. Yeah, they just traded for Foles and 
got his ridiculous yeah. contract only to bench him. You know what? Actually, this is a really smart move by the Bears because Foles is only going to play well coming off the bench. Yes. So this is a great move. Matt Nagy is playing chess, not checkers. Yeah, he's not playing around. I just don't understand. Like They traded the fourth-round pick for Nick Foles. And then they gave him a contract as soon as he got there. Um, and they're paying him a ton of money. And they're not even starting him. Right. It makes no sense at all. Like, I, I don't really get what they're doing. Like They should have just signed Cam. Yeah. They had a weird offseason because I feel like they didn't do a lot to get better. I thought they were really going to try to address the quarterback position. And they got Nick Foles, and I was like, okay, maybe they're doing something here. Maybe Foles has still got some stuff left in the tank, and then they're not even starting yeah. it. So I don't know. I mean, in the offseason, they went and got Jimmy Graham and drafted Cole Komet. I was a little confused about that. Do I know they still Jimmy have. Go ahead. I know Jimmy Graham's a little bit older, so like yeah. he's not going to be there for a long time. But I don't know. I didn't know if that was really the best use of their second round pick. Yeah. Uh, and they did. They did some good stuff. Like they got Robert Quinn, who had a really good year last year with the Cowboys, to oh, pair yeah. alongside with Khalil Mack. They're replacing Leonard Floyd, who was very underwhelming in his time um, with Chicago. He's great at Georgia. Uh, coming out of college, they spent a first round pick on him, and just he never really panned out. So now Robert Quinn replaces him, uh, and then. They kind of addressed the quarter corner position. Uh, they picked up Artie Burns from the Steelers and drafted Jalen Johnson from Utah. So I don't know. I just didn't think they did enough for like how bad they were last year. Right. Yeah. I mean, the, do they still have like twenty tight ends on their roster? At one point, they had like they had like ten tight ends on their roster at one point. Well, I think because they had Jimmy Graham. Cole Komet, and I'm pretty sure they still had Trey Burton. They've yeah. sent they've since let Trey Burton go. He's with the Colts right. now. But I mean, they had a lot of like starting caliber tight ends on their roster at the same time. Yeah, uh, I thought they did it. They they did a really bad job in the draft, in my opinion. I didn't like the picks they made, or I liked the Jalen Johnson pick. That pick was fine. Uh, I hated the Cole Komet pick because they didn't have a first round pick because of the Khalil Mack trade. A few years back, um, and then they proceeded to draft another tight end. And I, I already wasn't like a huge fan of Cole Komet. I mean, I think he was—I I thought he was a good prospect, um, but he's not—he was not so good to where you could overlook the other needs that they had to draft him. Right. Um, and I thought and, there were definitely more pressing needs than tight end. And they could have gotten Denzel Mims. Yeah, well, they I really need another receiver. I think they're really still sold on Anthony Miller, who they drafted a few years ago in like the second or third round. He yeah. just hasn't he hasn't really played to the potential that they thought he could get to yet. But I think they're still expecting him to improve. Right. So I mean, really, like their receiving core right now is like Allen Robinson, who's a good receiver. Yeah, he's really, oh, ooh, yeah. he just got paid. Yeah, he did. He just he just signed an, an extension. Yeah, so they've got him, who's a great receiver, and then they've got like Anthony Miller. At number two, and then I think they're probably going to start Cordero Patterson. Really? Yeah, because they don't really have anybody else after him. I yeah. don't think they have Taylor Gabriel anymore, so I don't know what they're doing. Taylor's like weird... not playing. Taylor oh, Gabriel? Really? Yeah, I think he opted out. Yeah, it was just a weird, weird off season for them. 
They could have also picked um, Grant Delpit when they were picked, yeah. when they called Comet picked. And they had, they had, like, there were multiple guys. That, that would have been picked. a great safety duo with Eddie Jackson and Grant Delpit. Mm-hmm. That would have been great to see. Because yeah. they, I mean, they ended up getting rid of Ha Ha Clinton Dix. So they kind of need a safety. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah. Uh, I, I think they're going to finish last in the division. Yeah, I agree. I can see like three to four wins for them this year. I just think they're still going to be bad, especially with a rocky quarterback situation. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think the Lions are going to finish third. Maybe they can push for second. Um, yeah, I think I, most likely they're going to finish third. Who do you have winning the division? Right now I have the Packers winning the division, but I think it's a toss-up between Green Bay and Minnesota. Green Bay is really one of the only teams that didn't get better over the offseason. I think they actually got worse because they lost Brian Balaga. They didn't re-sign him, who was a very good right tackle. Had injury issues, but they downgraded at right tackle. Uh, They got Rick Wagner from the Lions, and he's going to be the starting right tackle so there's a downgrade. They downgraded at linebacker, getting rid of Blake Martinez, who wasn't a great linebacker anyways. I mean, he had a lot of – his stats were good in terms of tackles. He, like, was – I think he was top five in tackles the past three years that he started. But they got rid of him and went for Christian Kirksey, who hasn't been good in a while. And, I mean, they just didn't really make a lot of moves at receiver where they needed to. They went out and got Devin Funches. But then he opted out, so it didn't matter anyways. I mean, so they're really in the same position they were last year with Aaron Rodgers not having a lot of weapons, but even less because he doesn't really have an O-line this year and they the, de- the defense downgraded at, at two key positions. Right. Uh, yeah, but you're right. The Packers really didn't like do anything. Um, in the offseason, it didn't really improve all that much, if at all. Like, they just really didn't do much. Um, but that honestly might not be a bad thing, um, because due to COVID nineteen, like there was there was no training camp. Um, so having, um, just having the same roster, not yeah, having to make the exact teams, same group. Yeah, you have the same group. Um, just being able to have the same roster from last year to this year, and not having to deal with like a new coaching staff. Or having to um, try to work in a new player and try to get used to um, trying to like create chemistry with another player, they don't have to deal with that in the in this situation. So that might actually be a positive for them. Uh, but they still have Aaron Rodgers. They still have Aaron Jones. Devontae Adams is one of the best receivers in the league. They have a good offense. I think they're going to try to go more run heavy. This yeah, year. I think so too. Um, and I know Aaron Jones, they're talking about getting him an extension. So I think what that means for Jamal Jamal Williams, who's the number two running back, is that he's probably out of here. Oh, after Williams, this year. Williams is done. Like, because I mean, after. Because they, they picked AJ Dillon. Right. They drafted AJ Dillon. If they don't let Williams go, it's really questionable. I mean, it's already questionable why they drafted a running back who's probably going to be their third string running back for his first, like, immediately in the second right. round. I mean, they had so many players, so many good starting caliber players. And I'm not saying AJ Dillon's not a starting caliber player, but he's not going to start. He's going to be second or third string running back, and they wasted a second round pick on that. I know they're kind of prepping for the future, but I mean, you're one game away from the Super Bowl last year. You would think you would do more to, you know, make a Super Bowl run instead of preparing for the future. Yeah. And I think that's why a lot of people were upset with the Jordan Love pick as well. Right. I'm. I'm. I still. I'm fine with the Love pick. 
Um, I didn't love anything else they did in the draft, yeah. um, including the pick, the tight end that they drafted out of Cincinnati. Right. Um, and is he playing tight end? I, I know there, there was talk about him playing fullback. I, I just don't know when he's playing. I'm not sure. I have no idea. I haven't heard anything on Twitter about it. Um, I don't know. Maybe he'll play tight end and be great, but maybe right. he'll also be a fullback that got drafted in the third round for no reason. Yeah. But even though the Packers didn't get better, they still have a lot of talent. Like the players I named earlier, um, um, I do think um, that with them running, like them, them moving towards a, a run heavy offense doesn't bode well for Devontae Adams' fantasy owners. So I apologize because he already wasn't getting much volume as it is. And so now, like, if he's going to get even less t- targets, then that's going to suck. Well, last year he was okay fantasy-wise uh, just because he was, like, the only receiver they had. But he was injured, so he wasn't right. a great fantasy player last year. And this year I think it might even be worse just because yeah. they're moving more run-heavy. Yeah, but I think the Packers have a lot of pieces on defense. Like, they have uh, Zanaria Smith, who was awesome last year. Uh, they have Preston Smith, who they got last year. Um, Jair Alexander is one of the better corners in the league. He's a stud. Um, and, and I mean, they have a good defense. They have Aaron Rodgers, who's still a good quarterback. He may not be elite anymore, but he's still a good quarterback. Um, I mean, I just need to have the talent to win the division again. Um, I mean, I, ha- I have them winning uh, the um, NFC North. Uh, I have the Vikings finishing second. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I like the Vikings. Um, I just, like, they lost Stephon Diggs. They lost a lot of pieces, and it concerns me. Because they lost Stephon Diggs, they lost Everson Griffin, they lost Linval Joseph, they lose three starting corners. They lost Xavier Rhodes, Trey Waynes, and Mackenzie Alexander, who were all starting corners. Uh, And then they replaced Stephon Diggs with Justin Jefferson, and they also went out and got Tajay Sharp, who I believe was with the Titans. Yes. Um, and then they traded for – I mean, the defensive line I think is better than last year's, but their secondary is is a little bit questionable because they went out and traded for Yannick Ngakwe and uh, got Michael Pierce from the Raider, from the Ravens, excuse me. Uh, and so I think that defensive line with Daniil Hunter, Yannick Ngakwe, and Michael Pierce is better than the defensive line last year where you had – Still, Daniel. Still, Daniel Hunter, but you had uh, Everson Griffin and Linval Joseph. Right. So I think this defensive line is better. I think their pass rush is going to be really good this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that secondary is a little questionable because you lose three starting corners and you draft what they drafted Jeff Gladney, who's going to start, and I don't remember the other guy's name that they took. Um. Uh. But there was another. Uh, Cameron Dantzler. Yeah, Cam- Cameron Dantzler, who's also going to have to start. And then they also have... I don't know, because there, there's another guy that ESPN has starting. I, I forgot who it was. Like, they have Mike well, Hughes I mean, starting. Mike yeah. Hughes is going to have to start, but like I assume Dantzler would... Yeah, I, I assume Jeff Gladney is going to start. Um, they just they lost so many pieces, and they did a good job like replacing them. I just don't know if they did like enough. I mean it is like very difficult to replace the guys they lost. Um right. and like with the Packers with what they brought back, I just don't know if they did enough to keep up with the Packers. Um I actually love Je- Justin Jefferson. I think he could be great immediately. I just don't think they're gonna 
play him enough. Like, I don't think he's going to be targeted enough right away. Um, I, I think he can be good. The offensive line was an issue last year. They, they, they did some things to address that. And they still have Delvin Cook. Um, their defense is really, really good. Um, they lost Xavier Rhodes, which is like actually a huge positive because he was terrible. Yeah. Um, and they brought in two rookies who I think are good. I mean, I, I love Jeff Gladney. I mean, I think Cameron Dan- Dansler was a good pick in the third round. Um, but like you said, they brought in Yannick Ndigawakwe. Uh, they have, they already have Daniel Hunter. They have Eric Kendricks. They have um, Anthony Barr. Yeah, I didn't even think about Anthony that before. It's really Harrison good. Smith. Like that defense is good. I could see them winning the division. I would pick the Packers, but I could easily see the Vikings winning the uh the NFC North. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Yeah. All right. Um, so that's all we have for the NFC North. Uh what do we what do we want to do now? We can go ahead and move on to the NFC South. NFC South. Yeah, this one was um yeah, this this one was pretty easy for me. Um, I, I think the worst team in the division is the Panthers, and I actually yeah. like the Panthers. Um, I think a lot of people think they're going to be terrible. I disagree. I think they made too many moves uh, that point to them trying to contend immediately. Uh, but there is just it's a good division. Like yeah, I think all in all, this division is pretty deep and pretty yeah. competitive with all four teams being fairly competitive. I don't think it's the best division in the league, but it is a good division. You've got, you know, your New Orleans Saints, Tampa Bay, uh, Atlanta, and Carolina. Carolina's the worst team in the league, or in the division. <laughs> Not in the league. No. Yeah, Carolina's the worst team in the division. Yeah. But I think they've still got pieces to where they can succeed. Atlanta, I think, is probably the third best team in the division, and mm-hmm. they've got an offense that I think is, could be dynamic this year. Yeah. So, and and then we could we're definitely going to have to talk about New Orleans and Tampa Bay because they're both those teams are really exciting on paper. Yeah, I don't understand this like narrative that the Panthers are going to be awful because I don't think it, like they they brought in Teddy Bridgewater, they brought in Robbie Anderson. But like, if you're trying to get a better draft pick, and if you're trying to lose, those are, or if you're trying to not be competitive, those are not moves you make. Right. Those are and moves then, that you make if you're trying to be competitive immediately. Yeah. So I mean, that offense actually is not that bad besides the offensive line because Teddy yeah. Bridgewater. I'm not super sold on him as a quarterback, but I think he can be solid for them. But then they've got a really good receiving core with DJ Moore, who's you know going to be their number one, Robbie yeah. Anderson, who's just a true deep threat guy. Yep. And then they've got a really explosive slot receiver in Curtis Samuel, who's super fast and quick, and I think he can be good as well. And then obviously they have the best running back in the league, Christian McCaffrey. Uh, so I think that offense can be explosive. They've got a young – a little bit unproven tight end and Ian Thomas. Uh, and then that offensive line is a little bit questionable. Yeah. I definitely. thought they definitely needed to address that in the off season. They didn't, they got rid of one of their better offensive linemen and Trey Turner traded him to the Los Angeles chargers and got Russell Okung. Who's like 30, what? 34. Yeah. So that was a, that, that trade was a little bit questionable. Yeah. His, his time in the league is coming to an end. So, and I think after this year, his contracts up anyways. Yeah. So I can't see them re-signing him unless it's just a one- or two-year deal. 
Um, so they definitely, I felt like, should have addressed offensive line. That was a big need. But they didn't, and they addressed defense, and they addressed defense heavy. And I thought they made some great moves in the draft, taking uh, Yitor Grossmatos, who I was kind of surprised that he fell to the second round, and then getting Derek Brown in the first round. So they made some great, uh, great moves to get that run defense stirred up because last year they were not good yeah. against the run. I think they were. Uh, I think they were the worst in terms were, of yeah, they were the worst. game. Yeah. So it's uh, that Matt Rule. I think did a good job of coming in and just really focusing on on uh, fixing their worst uh, aspect last year, which was run defense. So getting Derek Brown and Uder Matos, and then also getting um, probably a starting caliber safety slash linebacker. Um, in the third round with Jeremy Chin from Southern Illinois. So I think they picked up a lot of good pieces on defense uh, in the offseason, and I think they are a competitive team. I think they're still the worst team in the division, but they are competitive. Yeah, I don't they're think the record – just trying to lose. Right, exactly. I don't think the record's going to be great, but I think they made, they, they made – like the moves they made just do not point to them being a terrible team. Um, yeah, I completely agree with everything you said. They addressed defense in the draft – I loved their draft. I loved the tour with Matos. I actually thought they should have gone tackle with the first pick, um, offensive tackle. Um, but they went with Derek Brown. Not a bad pick. I just think that puts them in a weird spot a year from now um, when uh, Russell Okung, when they got to decide if they want to bring him back or not, taking Derek Brown puts a, puts a lot of pressure on them in the future. Yeah, well, Gross um, Matos, if Gross Matos and Derek Brown both pan out the way we think oh they are, I, they're going to have a really scary defensive line next year. With um, They have Kawan Short and Derek Brown in the middle, in the interior of that line, and then Brian Burns and Yutur Gross Matos rushing from the edge. That's, that could be a scary sight for the rest of the NFC South. Yeah, I actually wanted the Falcons to take uh, Gross Matos at 16. Um, I was shocked he fell to the second. I, I really thought once Seattle was up to pick, I was like, there's no way they're passing on him. Like, especially considering Cl- they probably weren't going to be able to get Clowney back. Uh, but he fell. And, w- and w- when the Panthers pick came up, I was like, they're, oh, they run a 3-4. They're not taking Worth Matos. Um, and, of course, they took him. But, yeah, uh, I love Mato- Matos. I thought that pick was great. They did, they did so well in the draft. But, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I like the Panthers. I'm high on them, and a lot of people are. Uh, let's move on and talk about the Falcons, who we both have finishing third in the division. Man, this is a talented offense. I love, like, as a Falcons fan myself, I love the moves we made um, in the offseason. I think we, we did some really good things, mainly in the draft. Uh, we got Matt Hennessy. We got Marlon Davidson, AJ Terrell. I, mean, I thought I thought we did a very good job in the draft. Then we got Todd Gurley. We signed him, so we did some really good things. We also traded for um, the Ravens tight end uh, Hayden Hurst. I hated the trade because we gave up too much. Um, no matter how many times Brian wants to tell us we're wrong, we gave up too much for him. Uh, but I think he'll be good in Atlanta. I don't hate the player. I just saw the trade. The value was just – it wasn't a good value, um, but we got him. Like Our offense is going to be explosive once again. It's going to be even better. Um, we're still missing that third receiver, uh, but we have Julio, Calvin Ridley, Matt Ryan. I love Matt Ryan. He's one of the better quarterbacks in the league, in my opinion. Um, our offense is going to be super explosive. The offensive line is better. 
defense is where it's tough because our number one corner is going to either be Isaiah Oliver, AJ Terrell, or um, the name is the name is slipping, but uh, uh, the Kendall guy from Sheffield. Ohio State, Kendall Sheffield. Yes, one of those three guys is going to be our number one corner, which is scary to think about because neither none of those guys are ready. Maybe AJ Terrell's ready, but he's a rookie. I don't want to put him in that situation. Isaiah Oliver isn't ready. And neither is Kendall Sheffield. So, yeah. like, we're probably going to have A.J. Terrell as our number one corner. And as much as I like Terrell, I love them coming into the draft. I just don't want to put a rookie in that situation. Like, It is scary in that division, too. you yeah. got a lot of good receivers. And we got Michael, Michael Thomas, Thomas Mike Godwin. Evans, Chris Godwin. Like, and but, D.J. Moore is also a really, really good young receiver. So, yeah. I mean, you got a lot of good receivers in that league. So, not – having a uh, great group of corners is going to make it tough for Atlanta. I think that offense can be really good with Gurley yeah. and obviously Julio and um, Calvin Ridley, uh, but that defense makes it a little tough to, for me to have y'all being top two in the division. If we had a better secondary, oh my, we, like, we'd be really good. Because the more I think about it, the more I really like our roster, our secondary, our corner situation is just terrible. Um, but, like, we have a good defensive line. We have Brady Jarrett. We have Tat McKinley. If Tat McKinley can kind of turn it around, he could be really good. Marlon Davidson is good. Um, we also have Deion Jones, um, Keanu Neal, um, DeMonte Casey, Ricardo Allen. Like, we got a lot of talent on defense. We just – our corner group is just <laughs> – it's bad. Yeah. And our pass rush is terrible because we don't blitz, like, we, we are one of the – like, we're one of the bottom teams in the league in terms of how much we blitz, um, and that affects our pass rush. Like, we, we get – we put no pressure at all on the quarterback. And, and with our secondary in the shape that it's in, that, like, that's got to change. Yeah. I think it could be a little bit better this year with the pass rush because you did pick up Dante Fowler in the offseason. Yeah, and I, I think he could – Yeah, I think he could have a big impact, especially last year. I think he had 11 and a half sacks. Yeah. I might be completely wrong in saying that, but I think he had like 11 sacks last year. So I think that could be a big-time pickup for y'all. I think also, depending on how you use him, Marlon Davidson could be a really good player as well. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how that Atlanta pass rush shapes up. Obviously, you also have Grady Jarrett, who's a great run defender, but can also provide in, in the pass rush as well. Right. One guy I'm really looking forward to watch is Calvin Ridley. Um, because he had a down year last year. Like, he had a really good rookie year. Like, he looked amazing. Right. Um, but he kind of dropped off last year. I'd like to see him pick it back up because I think he could be really, really good. Like, I think he could be one of the better number two receivers in the NFL. Yeah. Um, I, I think he's that talented. And I think that could be a, a dynamic duo with Julio yeah. and Calvin Ridley. But, yeah. Um, number two for me. I don't know like who like, I, I'm assuming we both have the Saints number 1 in the division. Ah uh, yes, correct. I have Tampa number 2 and New Orleans number yeah. 1. Tampa Bay, can't wait to watch them. Um cuz they they like completely changed the direction of their team in the offseason by adding Tom Brady, the greatest. I feel like they pretty much said this year is Super Bowl or bust. Yeah, like their offense is ridiculous because yeah. they added Tom Brady, who's the greatest quarterback of all time. Um, even, even I mean, he's old, but he's still good. Um, they have one of like 
the best receiving duo in the league, and Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Right. They have a ridiculous tight end group with the addition of Rob Gronkowski. They already had O.J. Howard and Cameron Bray. And now the running back room just got a lot better. They got Leonard Fournette, who's really, really good. Um, right. I mean, he's he's underrated at this point, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, but, he's one of then, the better young running backs in the league. And they have him. They also drafted Keyshawn Vaughn from Vanderbilt, yeah, who I think can, can produce. They still have Ronald Jones and also signed uh, LaShawn McCoy. Yeah, and they drafted Tristan Wurst to improve that offensive line. That offense is going to be ridiculous. That's why I think Tom Brady is a um, a dark horse MVP candidate. I think his numbers are going to be ridiculous oh, yeah. in that offense with Bruce Arians as head coach. Um, and, I mean, I have him on my fantasy team, so I really need him to, like, <laughs> to live up to my expectations. Uh... Uh, the defense is super interesting because it was – not great last year. It was really good against the Rockets. It was like the number I think one it, run defense their defense league. was much improved last year from what it was in 2018, yeah. uh, especially with the addition of Shaq Barrett really coming on, being yeah. a defensive player of the year candidate with 20-plus sacks. Uh, but this year, I think – I don't believe Jason Pierre-Paul was healthy last year, and I think he's going to be back and fully ready this year. Or did he opt out? I can't remember. They resigned. No, they didn't resign him. They re- they resigned the Dominican Sue for a year. But yeah, um, the, their defense I think is going to be, I think it's going to be better than people expect because even like their 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 secondary is a little bit iffy because it's really really young. Like they have Jamel Dean, um, Carlton Davis, both guys from Auburn. Um, they also have Antoine Winfield, who I love. I think that guy's really really good. Um, they just got a young secondary, but their front seven is like great. Oh yeah, they have, they have Shaq Barrett, Nadama Kungsu. Um, Don't uh, forget about Vita Vea. Vita Vea, also a young interior defensive lineman who's yeah a stud. Then they got Levante David, Devin White. Like it's ridiculous. Like, I think Devin White. Really Devin White's been a dark horse for defensive player of the year this year for some people. I think yeah. Devin White's going to have a really good year, especially. I mean, last year he was hurt for some of the year, but just played extremely well. I think he had like four forced fumbles last year yeah. as a rookie and yeah. didn't even play the entire season. So yeah. Devin White's going to be really good, especially paired up with Levante David. And then that secondary, like you said, is a little iffy. I do love Antoine Winfield. I don't know who they're going to have opposite of him. Uh, but corner, I mean, they don't have any household names at corner, but I think they've got some good guys with Jamel Dean, Carlton Davis. Um, and they have also got MJ Stewart, who was from North Carolina a few years ago. So they've got some some good young guys, but none of them are really the number one corner yet. I think right. one of them's going to have to break out and prove that he's the number one corner. I agree. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that offense is going to be explosive. They got a great front seven on on, um, on defense. Their offensive line is a little bit questionable, uh, but I like I like the, the move they made the draft to get Tristan worse. Um, I think they're going to be really, really good. They just have the Saints ahead of them. That's the only reason why they're not winning the division. Right. Um, but yeah, it'll be. I can't wait to watch it, this team. Agreed. All right, let's move on to the division winner, New Orleans Saints. I think they're they've got the division fairly easily. I mean, I think Tampa is really good, but the Saints roster, I mean, it might be the best roster in the NFL, just top to bottom. Yeah. I don't know 
if there's many, if any, that can really compete with their roster. Yeah. Um, obviously, Drew Brees coming back for like his what, like twenty years in the league. I don't think it's quite twenty for him, but I, I want to say he's like what seventeen or eighteen years in the league for him. Yeah. Um, and so he's you know obviously ageless. He's right. he's been playing really well at playing at a high level for many years. Um, and then, you know, Avin Kamara's looking to have a bounce back year and they still have Latavius Murray, who was really good in Kamara's absence. Um, and honestly, I thought played better than Kamara as, you know, purely a rusher last year. Um, and then they added Emmanuel Sanders to a receiving core that already features Michael Thomas, who's uh, top two, if not the number one receiver in the league. Um, and then also in the draft, they added Cesar Ruiz just to make that offensive line even better than it already is, even though it's already one of the better offensive lines in the league. Yeah. So I think they have a lot of pieces and not to mention, uh, they have, uh, I've just forget Jared cook at tight end who also can provide some, you know, uh, some value at tight end and just be a, a good weapon for Drew Brees. Yeah. Yeah, they got a really good offense. Um, like they added Emmanuel Sanders. Michael Thomas is still there. Um, I'm gonna ask you: Do you think they should pay Alvin Kamara? Mm-hmm. I, I I personally do not. Um, yeah, I'm it's gonna not say nice talent. It's just like if they can get a guy like Travis Etienne in the draft for that kind of like that like for a lot less money, they should go that route. Yeah. I yeah, I'm gonna say he probably doesn't deserve it yet because he hasn't really proven yeah. that he's like one of those elite running backs that deserves to get paid a lot, like Saquon or um, Christian McCaffrey, or even for me, Ezekiel Elliott is one of those guys. Um, so I just don't think Alvin Kamara has done enough to prove that yet. He's been a great like three down back where he's, you know, he's great on third down. He's great catching the ball. He's also a good runner, but I don't think he's posted in a thousand yard season yet as a rusher. I know. Right. I mean, he's posted a thousand all purpose yards every year, uh, but he hasn't posted a thousand yards as a rusher yet. And I think, I, kn- I know the NFL has obviously been shifting for a few years more towards the passing game anyways. So like, you're going to see, you know, receiving backs that are just primarily receiving backs get paid more often. Um, but I think he does need to prove himself as a runner to to really get paid like an elite guy. Right. Yeah, understandable. Um, yeah, I don't think they should pay him, but it's just because the value of the running back has declined a bit. Um, and they can get a rookie running back for, for cheap. Um, and I think they should go that route. Um, but yeah, the Saints have such a good offense, um, and like their roster as a whole is incredible. I love the pick, uh, the Zach Bond pick they made in the draft. Um, they still have Demario Davis, Cameron Jordan, um, and then they have like Marshawn Lattimore. Like they have, they just have so much talent. On yeah, and team. also got uh, Malcolm Jenkins to play safety. They got yeah. him from the Eagles, so. I think they're they're just loaded, and I think they will win the division fairly easily. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't know about easily, but I do agree they're going to win the division. All right, um, let's move on to the NFC East. Yeah. 
Let's do it. All right. Uh, yeah, we, the, the last team in the division, Washington. Uh, yeah, the Washington football team is is pretty easily. Yeah, the worst team is not division. very good. They're, they're, I mean, their offense is horrible. Yeah, they might be the worst team in the league. I think it's close between them and the Jacksonville Jaguars, but they are definitely the worst team in this division. Um, I mean, that offense is not good. Like you said, Dwayne Haskins was not great last year. I think he'll have a better year than he did last year. But, I mean, they don't really have a proven running back either. I mean, they had Adrian Peterson, who played well for them, you know, for the value. I mean, he's a 36-year-old running back. I mean, you probably didn't expect much from him. And he played well uh for them last year but now they don't have adrian peterson so they're probably going to be relying on uh jd mckissick who they have and also uh what's his name is it antonio gibson yeah antonio gibson yeah who uh they drafted from memphis who probably will be their starter at some point during the year i would assume yeah if not if not week one yeah uh i mean then they have one of the best young receivers in the league which is in terry mclaurin uh who played fantastic last year as a rookie. Um, but, I mean, that's not enough. They they need more than just Terry McLaurin and the possibility of an explosive rookie to, you know, have put up the amount of points that they're going to need. Right. Yeah, I, it, they get a lot of young pieces on both offense and defense. Their offensive line is just terrible, especially with the loss of Trent Williams. Um, I don't love Dwayne Haskins. I just I don't I don't even know if he's uh, a franchise quarterback. Um, they do have Terry McLaurin. They have Antonio Gibson. Um, and on defense, they got a good front seven. Um, they just they just don't have a lot of talent, and that's the thing. They just they lack talent. Um, I love what they did uh, drafting Chase Young, but they got to figure out that quarterback situation. They got to improve the offensive line. They have to improve the secondary. They just got to improve, like, all across the board. Um, and right now, they're competing with Jacksonville as the worst team in the league. On paper, defensively, to me, they don't look that bad. I think this is why I would say Jacksonville is worse than them, because defensively, Washington does not look that bad because they have a fantastic defensive line with Chase Young and then Montez Sweat, who played very well as a rookie last year. They also have Ryan Kerrigan, who's getting up there in age, but has still been playing at a high level. And then they have Deron Payne. They have, um, oh, what is his name? Jonathan Allen. And they have another defensive tackle, and I cannot remember his name. Ionitis. Yes, Matt Ioannidis. Yeah. Who, so they have a lot of really good pieces on the defensive line. And then, you know, at corner, they got Kendall Fuller in the offseason, who's a good corner. Uh, and at safety, they have Landon Collins, who at one point was was considered, you know, a top five safety in the league. Right. So defensively, they have pieces. Yeah. Especially on defensive line, but it's definitely it's not going to be enough to overcome their offensive problems and the other holes that they have on defense. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, they're not going to be good. Um, I have them last in the division. I assume you do too. I do as well. Yeah. All right. Uh, the Giants, um, interesting team. Uh, I thought they improved. I like what they have offensively. Defensively, it's it could be better, uh, but offensively, it's not looking bad right now to say the least. I mean, they have Daniel Jones, 
who looked good last year. I thought he was pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, considering how pissed off people were that the Giants picked him at six, I thought he looked very, very solid. Um, and they have they have Darius Slayton, who's a very a very talented young receiver. They have Golden Tate. They have Sterling Shepard. They got a nice receiving core. Then they have Evan Ingram, um, a good tight end. Their offensive line is much improved. They they drafted a couple of guys like Andrew Thomas and Matthew Pert uh, to improve that offensive line. And they have Saquon Barkley, who's one of the best running backs in the league. They have a super like a super solid offense. Um, I still think they're going to be bad, um, and, and just because like, it seems like everyone in the NFL is going to be competitive, and I just think the Giants are going to get lost in the mix, so I don't think their record is going to be great. But that offense is pretty solid. Now, defensively, they have some issues. Um, like They had to cut DeAndre Baker because he tried to kill people, which is just not a very good idea. Um, not a good move. They just have a ton of issues defensively. It's just not a very good defense. I thought they did a good job of addressing secondary in the offseason, signing James Bradbury uh, from the Carolina Panthers, who was an underrated corner and played very well for Carolina. And they also signed Logan Ryan, formerly of the Tennessee Titans. Oh, they signed um, Logan Ryan? I don't think they I did. That. They did sign Logan Ryan. I didn't know that either. I was doing my research on them today and saw that they signed Logan Ryan. And I had to look it up because I was like, I didn't. I swear I never heard about that. Yeah, I don't know um, why I didn't hear about that. But that's what it, uh, they signed Logan Ryan. They also signed Blake Martinez uh, from the Green Bay Packers, who's going to get a lot of tackles for them. Uh, they have uh, some young pieces on the defensive line with Dexter Lawrence, from, uh, who they drafted from Clemson a year ago, who played pretty well last year at defensive tackle. Um, I mean, other than him on their defensive line, there's not a lot. I don't right. even know who their edge rushers are, really. Yeah, I can't really think of anybody, but they also have Jabril Peppers at safety, and you know they were set to have Xavier McKinney, but he's out for the year with an injury, so that's unfortunate. But I think I think he was going to be a good player for them as well. Yeah, it's just tough defensively for them, and they just don't have the talent to compete with the top two teams in the in the division. Right. All right. Now I don't know. I don't know if we're going to have the same top two for this division. This might be the first. Yeah, we might uh, not. Uh, me, my number two is the Cowboys. Yeah, same. Okay, so we agree. Yeah, um, we agree. Which should be the case. Like, the Cowboys should be the number one. They should be the consensus number one um, because they have all the talent. But, like, Dak Prescott is so unreliable, and it's it's so aggravating because he's, he's talented. It's not like he's a terrible quarterback. He just doesn't play well against winning teams, and he doesn't come through when the lights are the brightest. It's frustrating. Um, I, I may, they have such a talented roster, especially on offense, and I think it's going to go to waste and because of Dak Prescott. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I mean, they lost some pieces. Uh they lost Randall Cobb, who wasn't really contributing a lot last year. They also lost Jason Witten, I mean, who was also really old. But they lost Travis Frederick, which is a big one. Um, I mean, he was an all-pro center almost every single year that he played. So that's a big loss for them. I don't really know what they're going to do to replace him. I know they drafted Tyler Baidez, um in, like, the fourth round of this year's draft from Wisconsin. 
but I'm not sure if he's going to grab that starting spot. They also lost Robert Quinn, who had a really good year for them last year, and they lost you know, their number one corner in Byron Jones, who just went to Miami and became the highest paid corner in the league. Yeah. So they lost a lot of pieces, and they didn't really pick up a lot of guys in the offseason. They got C.D. Lamb, but, I mean, I thought their receiving – receiving court was already pretty good without lamb and now it's really good I w- i'm not sure if they should have you know spent their first round pick on a receiver i know they probably weren't expecting him to be there so yeah. they just thought his talent was too good to pass up on but i thought there were definitely other areas they needed to look at like secondary which they did look at in the second round with trayvon diggs from alabama but i don't think he's you know gonna be a number one corner. I don't even think he has the potential to be a number one corner. He's good, but he's not super like fast or athletic. So it's going to be hard for him to keep up with the number one receivers in the league. Right. Yeah, I just think they have they have so much talent offensively. Um, you know, Ceedee Lamb is a pretty nice replacement for Randall Cobb, uh, but right. they already had Amari Cooper. They have Michael Gallup. They have Ezekiel Elliott. Um, Dak Prescott. I mean, as as much as I don't believe in him, he's still talented. They're gonna win games with him. Um, I just the Eagles are healthy now, and I just don't know if the Cowboys are gonna be able to to overtake them for the division. Right, I completely agree. Uh, and the Eagles, I thought added some nice pieces as well. I mean, they lost uh, Malcolm Jenkins. And they lost Jordan Howard at running back, who wasn't really starting for them anyways because Miles Sanders had shifted into that role as a starter. <clears throat> Excuse me. They also lost offensive linemen. I don't know how to say his name, so I'm not going to even attempt. But I know they call him Big V. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember where. He, I think he went to the Lions. Uh, he's the versatile offensive lineman that, that played for them. I'm sorry if no one knows who I'm talking about, but I'm not going to sit here and butcher his name. Um, it's I think it's like Samoan or something. Yeah. It's, it's it's a really long name with lots of letters, and I I don't think I could do it justice. Uh, they also lost linebacker Camus Gruger Hill, uh, but that's not a huge loss. But during the draft, they added Jalen Rager. Did he get hurt though? Is he injured? He he did, but I don't know if he's out for any extended period of time. Yeah, so I think if he can play, he'll be a a good addition for them, especially because they want speed at receiver, and he's a speedy guy. I mean, they've also still got um, Alshon Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson, so they've got some pieces. Uh, They also signed Javon Hargrave. Uh, from the Pittsburgh Steelers, defensive tackle. And then they really upgraded at corner because they were not good at corner last year uh, by signing Darius Slay from the Detroit Lions and also signing Nikel Roby Coleman, who played for the Los Angeles Rams. So I thought they made some upgrades. And I think with Carson Wentz, if he can stay healthy and all those offensive pieces can stay healthy, they will be better than the Cowboys and they will win the division. Yeah, really – all this uh, boils down to for me is like Carson Wentz being a much better quarterback than Dak Prescott and much more impactful, way more reliable. Um, I think Carson Wentz is one of is an elite talent in the NFL, um, and I don't think Dak Prescott is close to him in terms of talent. Uh, <clears throat> if the Eagles can stay healthy offensively, I think they're going to be fine. I like what they have on defense. Um, their defensive line is good. 
Um, they added Darius Slay. And they're going to be fine. If everyone can stay healthy, um, they're going to be good. And I think they're going to win the division. But, yeah, like I said, it all boils down to who they have at quarterback. Uh, and, sure. and my comfort level with him. Yeah. All right. So last division in the NFC, the NFC West. All right, so my number four for the NFC West, I'm not sure if we'll have the same number four. I think this division might be different. But my number four is the Los Angeles Rams. Me too. This was hard. Like, I'm not, like, these are not, like, concrete for me. I'm not going to, like, die on this hill. But I have the Rams fourth. It was kind of hard. Like, and I don't think they're going to be bad. Like, I think their record is probably going to be fine. They just, It's just a tough division. Yeah, I completely agree with you. And they lost a lot of pieces. Yeah. In the offseason, they lost Todd Gurley. They lost Brandon Cooks. They lost both pass ru- both of their edge rushers in, Brent- in uh, Clay Matthews and Dante Fowler. They lost their starting inside linebacker, Corey Littleton. They lost Nicole Roby Coleman. And they lost a starting safety in Eric Weddle. And they didn't do much in the offseason to replace all that. I mean, they replaced Todd Gurley with Cam Akers in the draft and tried to – I mean, they didn't really replace Brandon Cooks, but they drafted Van Jefferson. I don't know. He's not going to be – he's not like Brandon Cooks in any way, so he's not really going to, like, replace him, like what Brandon Cooks was able to do in that offense. But they also got uh, edge rusher Leonard Floyd, who was formerly with the Bears – I don't. He's really not going to be able to make up for the production they're losing with Clay Matthews and Dante Fowler. So, yeah. uh, I think they got. I think they are one of the teams that might have gotten worse during the off season. Um, and there's really not a lot of them. I thought everybody kind of kind of killed it in the off season this year. Uh, yeah. So, LA going is going from a Super Bowl two years ago or a Super Bowl appearance two years ago to potentially being last in the division this year. Yeah, and it is tough. Everyone got better in the division, and they got worse. I mean, they still have Jared Goff. And they um, messed up by paying Goff a ridiculous amount yeah, of money. Yeah, they paid and him they like can't a year get any, Yeah, and they can't really do anything about it now. They can't, like, go right. and get big-name guys because they're paying Jared Goff so much. And they and, can't play Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, and it looks really bad now after an underwhelming year for Goff last year. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, they. I, I love Corey Cup. They have Robert Woods. Cooper. Cooper Cup. I, I say Corey. I know like you always time. say Corey. I don't know why, but Cooper Cup. Um, and they have Cam Akers who they drafted this year, who I, I love. That guy's a stud. They still got a lot of a lot of talent defensively. They have Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald. I just, it's a tough division. That's all I can say. It's a tough division. And, and they got worse while everyone else got better. Completely agree. Uh, yeah. My third team is the Cardinals. And I assume okay. that's your third team as well. It's also my third team. Yeah. Um, I, I love Kyler Murray, who played really, really well as a rookie last year. Uh, they, they stole DeAndre Hopkins from the Texans, yep. um, which is a huge addition. And they just, oh, yeah. they just signed him to an extension. The offensive line got better with the addition of Josh Jones through the draft. They have Kenyon Drake now. They just made so many additions to that offense. Um, and I think it's going to be high octane. It's going to be explosive. They already had Christian Kirk. Larry Fitz is still there. Um, they have Andy Isabella. Who I don't. I mean, he's not great, but he's there. Um, he's an he's, explosive guy, though. Yeah. And on defense, they, they added Isaiah Simmons. 
which is a huge addition. Now, their defense may still struggle, um, but Isaiah Simmons is a huge step towards correcting their defense. Um, and, I mean, you just put all, all those weapons on offense, and then you already had a great coach in Cliff Kingsbury who's going to utilize his weapons um, perfectly. I, this team's going to be re- going to be really dangerous. They may not have a great record, um, but it, it's going to be a nightmare to face the Cardinals this year. Yeah, and I definitely understand the hype for Kyler to win MVP this year, just because he's gotten all those weapons, and in his second year, I think he's going to be exponentially better. Now, I think it's going to be hard for him to win MVP because I think a lot of times yeah. your team's got to be good for you to win MVP, and this is a tough division. I mean, I think the Cardinals have potential to go around 500, but I don't know if they're going to be able to be a playoff team, especially with the two teams right. in front of them. So. I think it'll be interesting. I can understand the Kyler MVP hype, but I'm not sure if it's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, mean, I understand that it won't happen, and I'm not buying the MVP hype. I mean, I'm not – I mean, he, he may be playing at an MVP level. The team's just not going to be good enough, like you said. Right. Um, all right. My number two team in the division is the Seattle Seahawks. Okay. Okay, we are different here. We are different. Okay. My number now, two is um, the San Francisco 49ers. Okay, I would have had Seattle one um if they brought in a good pass rush. Or a good pass rush. Like if they were if they were able to bring back Clowney or or get bring in a guy like Yannick Ngakwe, which would have been like nearly impossible with everything they gave up in the Jamal Adams trade. Um but or like maybe a guy um like Emerson Griffin. I think if they could have brought in Clowney or brought back Clowney or brought in Griffin, I would have put them at number one. Um, but with with what they have now, um, they have they are terrible in the trenches. And football NFL games are won in the trenches. They're just not very good um, on any on either in the offensive line and the defensive line. That those are rough spots on the team. Now, they're great everywhere else. They have one of the best quarterbacks in the league in Russell Wilson. They have Tyler Luckett, uh, or Luckett. They have DK Metcalf, who I think is primed to have a great second year. Um, they have Chris Carson, who's one of the most underrated running backs in the league. Um, they just signed Josh Gordon. I don't know how big of an impact he's going to have this season, um, but he's a talented receiver. They also have um, Philip Dorsett. Yeah, Philip Dorsett. Uh, I mean, he... He's not very good, but yes, they have Philip Dorsett. Um, and they have like a great tight end group with Greg Olson, Will Disley. Um, who else did that? They have somebody else. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, Tyler, Tyler something. Uh, it's like right on the tip of my tongue, but uh, yeah. Hollister. Yeah, Hollister. Hollister. Is it Jacob or Tyler? J- Jacob Hollister, I think. That's his name. I thought but, it was Tyler for some they have so much talent on offense. Um, the offensive line is just not very good. And on defense, they brought in Jamal Adams, who is going to be awesome. He's one of the best players in the league. They didn't give up too much for him. Uh, even Everyone says they did. I don't believe so. I think he provides a lot of value with his versatility uh, and what he can do as like a, as a safety and in, in, a box safety and deep in coverage. And then they have uh, Bobby Wagner, um, Shaquille Griffin, I mean, they got a lot of talent on defense. It's just the trenches are a huge issue, and I don't know if they're going to be able to overcome that. They may. It's a top. It's a toss up for first in this division with the addition of Jamal Adams for Seattle. 
I just don't know. I, I'm I'm worried about the defense and offensive lines for them. Right. I mean, I I see what you're saying, but I think the difference, especially in, in the NFL now, is always going to be in offense. Who has the better offense? Who can score more points? Yeah. Uh, Seattle to me clearly has a much better offense than San Francisco. I know the offensive line might not be as good, but at quarterback, they're better. At running back, I know San Francisco has a deep running back room, but Seattle has Chris Carson, who is on the verge of being a top 10 running back in the league, and then they also signed Carlos Hyde, who was an 1,000-yard rusher last year. So they do have kind of like a one-two punch with Carson being the more shifty guy who also actually has power. He is not bad like as a power back, but then Carlos Hyde, who's like your bruiser. Um, And then, like you said, the receivers, Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, Josh Gordon, who is fantastic when healthy, Philip Dorsett, who has talent, but, you know, he's been a little disappointing with the Colts and with the Patriots. Um, And then at tight end, Greg Olson, Will Disley, and then Jacob Hollister. So I think they have a lot of weapons for Russell. And not, I mean, you can't forget Russell. Russell Wilson is the second best quarterback in this league, only behind Patrick Mahomes, who is probably the greatest quarterback to ever grace the NFL in terms of talent. Right. So, I mean, I just think this offense is, is a good bit better than San Francisco's. And I think that defense is a little bit better than you give them credit for. Uh, I mean, Jamal Adams is, is a top five defensive player in the league. And then Bobby Wagner also up there in the conversation, potentially top five defensive player in the league. So they have two guys that are easily in the top 10 for just defensive players in the league. Uh, Then you've got some good young guys like Shaquille Griffin. Uh, You, you signed um, Bruce Irvin. I, I know that's, that's not great for like your best pass rusher, but he can provide some value I mean, he is unfortunately going to be their best pass rusher. And then you also uh, drafted Jordan Brooks, who I'm not sure if he's going to be that good, but, you know, he's unproven. I'll I'll wait and see if Jordan Brooks is going to be good or not. So, yeah. and and then they also have, uh, what's the other safety's name? Is it Quadri? They have Quadri Diggs, right? Yes. So they have some good pieces on defense. I see what you're saying, where in the trenches they're not that good. Defensive line and offensive line are, you know, not the the best units on their team by far. No. Uh, but I just I just think Seattle, with their offensive star power and offensive firepower, they can win this division. Yeah, I mean, I agree they can't. It's a toss-up, like I said. I'm not saying, like, the Seahawks suck and can't win the division. Right. They very well may. Like, the matchups between both teams were close last year. Um, I just – their def- their defensive line undeniably is terrible. It, it's not good. I mean, I, I think they're going to struggle to um, put, put, put pressure on opposing quarterbacks. I think they're going to struggle to protect Russell Wilson. And they're going up against a team – uh, with, with an identity on offense and an identity on defense and a great head coach who's one of the best offensive minds in all of football. I mean, I, 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 I love what the 49ers did in the offseason. I thought they lost some nice pieces, um, but they did a great job of replacing those guys. And when you look at what they have on offense, they, they bring back – they have Jimmy Garoppolo, not a great quarterback, but with that system, he can get it done. 
Um, maybe not in the playoffs, but in the regular season, he can get it done. They're still going to be a great running team. They have Raheem Mostert. They, they brought back Tevin Coleman. They have Jarrett McKinnon. Their offensive line got even better when they traded for Trent Williams. Their, their receiving core got even better, in my opinion, with the addition of Brandon Ayuk. I think he's going to be awesome. I disagree with you there. I, I'm not saying he's not going to be awesome, but I do think they downgraded there. I think Brandon Ayuk can have a good year, but I don't think he's as good as Emmanuel Sanders, like right now. I don't think and he also, is either. And also, I think it hurts them a little bit because Debo Samuel is going to be out for a while, right? Right. Well, I don't know. So, I mean, is he, is he going to be out for the first couple of weeks? I think. That's, how many, I, think how long is he out? I don't know how long he's out, but I, I'm pretty sure he's going to be out for the first few weeks. Yeah. If not longer, so right. that's going to hurt them in the passing game. Brandon Ayuk's yeah. going to be a guy immediately that they have to rely on right. heavily. But but you have Brandon Ayuk, you have George Kittle, um, and, and like when you have Debo Samuel's on the field, that I think that offense is the passing game is going to be even better than it was last year, in my opinion, because Brandon Ayuk is going to stretch the field, he's going to stretch defenses with his deep threat ability. That's really all he's there for. Um, they're just going to utilize his speed. And his ability to beat teams deep, um, but like they still have George Kittle, the Debo Samuel injury is it, is an issue. But still, they're going to be able to run the ball down teams' throats. Um, I think when you look at their defense, the loss of DeForest Buckner is huge. Um, but it was a necessary move, and they replaced him with Javon Kenlaw, who I think is awesome. They still have Nick Bosa, Eric Armstead. That defensive line may not be as good. Uh, because DeForest Buckner is, like, a special dude. Um, but it's still going to be really good. They have Fred Warner. Um, they have so much talent on defense. Like, that front seven is really, really good. Now, the secondary is questionable. It's Richard Sherman, Jimmy Ward. Um, yes, that's it. <laughs> but... Uh, I just think with that with that coaching, the offense. I think the offense is going to be is going to be more explosive. I think the run game is still going to be strong. I love um, like I, the 49ers are just a lot. Or they're just so much better than the Seahawks and the trenches. And I think that could be the difference the difference maker. Even yeah. though, yeah, the, the Seahawks probably have they they definitely have more star power and more talent. Uh, but I just. It's going to be tough for Seattle to beat to beat the 49ers, in my opinion, with what they have on the defensive and offensive lines. Yeah, I I definitely see how you how you came to this decision. I just think with Seattle's yeah. high powered offense, it's it's going to be hard for the 49ers, even with that great defense, to stop to right. stop the Seahawks. No, I think I think a, a valid concern that people may have, and I even have, is the possibility for a Super Bowl hangover for the 49ers. Right, um, because like there's there's been a rich history of teams having Super Bowl hangovers, including uh, the Fal my Atlanta Falcons, who like dropped off drastically after going to the Super Bowl in 2016. That may happen to San Francisco this season. I don't know. Yeah, the, the Rams did it. Yeah, but it, so. if Seattle would have just brought in a a good pass rusher, I would have been all in. But they didn't. And now, now they look iffy in the trenches, and that worries me. But yeah, uh, I think these are the two teams competing for uh, the for competing for the top spot in this division. But yeah, yeah. All right, let's move on to the AFC. We got the AFC North. 
this is an interesting division. I think, you know, first place is obvious, but I think after that you have some some teams that are all kind of like pretty competitive. I think, you know, everybody wants to go out and immediately immediately say, oh, the Steelers are going to be the second team. But I'm not so sure about that. I mean, I think there's, you know, Cleveland. I don't think Cincinnati is is going right. to be able to be competitive. But I think Cleveland with uh, the new head coach has a chance to be much different from the Cleveland we saw last year. Okay, well, let's go ahead and have that, go ahead and have that conversation. We okay. both have the Ravens, number one. Like, yeah. Like, and, and we don't really have to go really all that in-depth. On them, they have Lamar. He was great. They have, yeah, their offense is still going to be great. Unless and they teams, got drastically better over the offseason. <laughs> unless teams just all of a sudden figure out how to stop Lamar, it, they're going to be fine. And they made some great additions on defense. They brought in Kalias Campbell. Um, their defense is better. Even when I mean, the, the only thing they lost was really Earl Thomas. Like yeah. the only thing that they lost and haven't replaced is Earl yeah. Thomas. And he seemed to be like a cancer in the locker room. So I don't even know if that hurts. So yeah, right. Uh, but and they got better offensively. Like they added J.K. Dobbins, who is a stud. Um, they they drafted who they drafted a receiver late. Uh, they drafted uh, Devin Duvernay, and they yeah. also got and James they yeah, I like those guys. I think those those guys can be really good. Um, so I like what they did. They're gonna be. They're gonna win the division. What's interesting is the number two spot because yeah. I, I, a lot of people love the Steelers. I personally have the Browns number two. Okay. Um, the reason why is well, I'm more of a I'm a I'm a, I'm a big Baker guy. Um, I still I still have faith in him turning it around. Um, I'm not I'm not out on him yet. Um, and they they got a new head coach. I think the main issue with the Browns last year, um, like the offensive line was not very good. Uh, but I think the, the biggest issue was the coaching. I don't think Freddie Kitchens had has any clue what he was doing. Their offense was poorly designed, um, and, and Baker was just destined to fail with the play calling. It, it was just utterly ridiculous what Freddie Kitchens was doing with that offense. Like it, like it was criminal what he was doing. Um, but I think Baker's going to improve. They've worked on his uh, his drop back. The offensive line has improved, and they got a new head coach. All of that, um, you know, kind of points towards the the Browns' offense having a an explosion this season. I think Baker's going to have a good year. I think Odell's going to you know look like he did with the Giants when he was putting up um, a monster production. Uh, for all those all those seasons, I think Jarvis Landry's going to have a great year. Austin Hooper's going to be good. The offensive line is great. They added Jedrick Wills, who is a stud, um, and they added Jack Conklin. That offensive line's like a lot better than it was, and they still have Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. That's one of the better offensive the better offensive groups in the league. Um, and I think with with the new the new coach, it's going to be a lot better. Um, yeah. Defensively, not it's not great. Um, especially with the Grant Delpit injury. Um, but I think the offense is going to be good enough to overcome the woes they have defensively. And on defense, they're still okay. They got a lot of talent. They have Denzel Ward, Miles Garrett, um, Olivier Vernon, um, uh, Mac Wilson. I mean, they, they just have, they have some star power at the top. It's just, they don't have a lot of depth, which is a, a, an issue. 
Um, but I just think I, I'm betting on their offense, turning it around, and I'll, I'm betting on Baker. And I, I'm just I'm not willing, I'm not willing to 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 just sell my stock on Baker yet. I'm still holding on for for one more year. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go the other way. I yes, still is okay. This was a, yeah, this was a toss up for me. I really considered putting the Browns at two, but I did put the Steelers at two. I have this gut feeling that there's not going to be, or I just have this gut feeling that Ben Roethlisberger is not going to be terrible. I know you're a little concerned about that. Like he just had uh, surgery, and then there's possibility that he's just not anywhere close to the same quarterback that he was, you know, two years, two three years ago. My main concern with the Steelers is Big Ben. It's not even a talent standpoint. The last time he played, he was really good. Um, but like he just like the injury he suffered, like the muscle was torn off the bone. That's like that's a crazy injury to come back from. And I just don't know like what's he gonna look like. Like if he's Big Ben, if he's like what he was in 2018, they're gonna finish second. Um, because, like, their defense is ridiculous. Their offense is going to be a lot better with him um, leading that group. They're going to finish second. I just don't have a lot of fa- – I, I just don't know. It's a big question mark, um, and I'd rather bet on what I know is there um, and something that's more concrete with the Browns. Uh, I mean, this was, this was a toss-up. I really I, – I debated. I was like – but at the end of the day, I was I was like, I just I don't know about Big Ben. I don't know. Yeah. That, I think that 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 was a big injury that he suffered, and I don't know what he's going to look like. Well, I mean, they really didn't lose a lot of pieces from last yeah. year's team. So my thought is that if Duck Hodges can take that team to an eight and eight record, starting at quarterback, I think I think even Ben with with no muscle on his arm, if he can only throw that thing five yards down the field, he yeah. might be better than Duck Hodges. That's a valid point. I would say that it's like a weird year because it's like everyone's good. Like there's like not really that yeah. many bad teams. There's like two free wins, and it's like Washington and Jacksonville. And so um, it, it's going to be hard to get wins. And I just I don't know. Maybe the Steelers do. Maybe maybe Big Ben does play at a high level. If he does, they're going to finish second. Um, but I want to talk about their defense, which is really good yeah, and got nice. a lot better with the addition of Minka Fitzpatrick last year. Yep. And they have Devin Bush. They have Joe Hayden, who was awesome last year. They have Cameron Hayward, who they just they just resigned. I believe. Yeah, they just extended him. They just extended him. Um, I don't know why I said resigned, but. Uh, they got a lot of talent on defense. I think it's going to be great next year. Uh, not, I just, to, not to forget T.J. Watt, who was yeah, TJ, I, I mean, yeah. potentially the – I yeah. mean, he was he was one of the best pass rushers in the league last year. He was phenomenal. Yeah, yeah I totally just forgot about him. But, yeah, T.J. Watt is awesome. And that defense is great. They got a great team. I just think it all boils down to, like, what big man are they going to get. And I think even if Big Ben doesn't play as well as he did two years ago, and I'm not expecting him to play anywhere close to the level he did two years ago, but I think with the if James Conner can get back to what he was two or I, – I don't remember if it was two or three years ago uh, in his first year as the starter after Le'Veon Bell left, he played really well. If he can get back to that form, yeah, I think the Steelers can still – you know go for second in the division, even if Big Ben is 
is not as good as he once was. Agree. Yeah, totally agree. But yeah, um, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm kind of like, ooh, this Steelers team's like really good. And they around. also have they have uh, Benny Snell at running back. They and they also have is it Anthony McFarland? Yeah, from Maryland. And they got Chase Claypool out of Notre Dame. Yeah. Who and Anthony McFarland apparently has been really good. So I mean, I think they've got a lot of pieces. That defense is great, but I also think that offense has pieces. If Juju Smith Schuster can get back to form as well, I mean they're they're a scary team. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, totally agree. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I mean it's a, it was a coin flip, honestly. It, yeah, it, it's a I tough. Agree. But yeah. Um, I, I won't be surprised if Pittsburgh finishes second. Um, now, we both agree Bengals are going to finish last. Uh, I'm actually a little bit higher on them than most people. Um, they're not going to be good. I'm not expecting them to be. Uh, they're, they're not as good as, like, the um, the Panthers, for example. But, like, they got Joe Burrow, who I love. I think it's a stud. He's going like, to be a special quarterback. Um, and they got a lot, a lot of pieces on offense. They got AJ Green, um, Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon. Um, who's their tight end? Um, um, right now, it's probably going to be CJ Uzoma. Uzoma um, okay. And it, it also Drew Sample, who previously Sample. played at Washington, or not, yeah. the, not for the Washington football team, but Washington University. Yeah. Um, he's also in the mix for the starting tight end. So tight end's a little rough. Uh, but then they also drafted T. Higgins, who if he starts, I'm, I don't even know if he's gonna if he's gonna. Yeah, play. I don't know. I'm not saying. But I think he could be, you know, a good 50-50 ball guy for Joe Burrow to throw to. Uh, so they've got a lot of pieces. They did a good job in the draft, uh, getting Logan Wilson, who's going to start at linebacker for them, and he's going to be a stud. Yeah. And then they also got DJ Reader, who's one of the better nose tackles in the league uh, in free agency. Yeah, yeah, and they made a lot of moves. The offensive line's not great. Um, and But they made so many so many moves on defense. I think they're a lot better than people give them credit for. Uh, but the, I think the issues of the offensive line are, are going to be too big for them to overcome. Right. Um, and, they're, and they're in a tough division. I think uh, I think that defensive line. You could even say that defensive line is good because they have uh, Carlos oh, yeah. Dunlap. Carlos Dunlap has been one of the more underrated uh, edge rushers in the league. And then you also have uh, Carl. Is it Carl Lawson? Yeah, Carl Lawson. Carl Lawson from Auburn, right? Yep. Yeah, who who's turning into a, a good young pass rusher. And then on the interior of that line, you've got Geno Atkins and DJ Reader, and you've also just picked up Mike Daniels, who in his time, I mean, he hasn't played at a very high level recently, but if he can get back to playing the way he was when he was in Green Bay, he'll be a great pickup for them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they made a lot of additions. I think they're on the right path. Um, but, yeah. Uh, they, but yeah, like you said, that offensive line is not mm. good. I mean, I'll be interested to see how Jonah Williams pans out at left tackle. I know they drafted him uh, back in 2019, uh, and he was he got hurt and was not able to play his rookie season. So I think he could potentially be a stud at left tackle. We just haven't seen him yet. So right. we'll see. But the rest of that offensive line is really bad, and they're definitely going to have to address that very heavily in this upcoming offseason and the draft. Yeah, totally agree. 
right. Um, moving on to the uh, what division are we going to now? NFC, AFC South. AFC South. All right. This one was tough. Uh, we've already talked about Jacksonville being terrible. Uh, they're yeah. going to finish last. I think, yeah, um, they're obviously in, in last, but I think there really is three teams that can contend for the number one spot yeah, in the division. totally agree. Uh, Jacksonville, they just, they're, they're obvious. Like, they're a team that's, like, legitimately trying to lose. Oh, yeah, it's every, very like, obvious. <laughs> this, this is like, yeah, they're trying to lose games. Yeah, they're like, okay, we're not sold on Gardner. We're getting Trevor. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I they they cut Leonard Fournette. I was shocked because I'm like, I'm pretty high on Fournette. And I'm like, y'all just cut Fournette for like nothing. Yeah. It's crazy. They they're gutting their roster. It's wild. Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy. Um, but yeah, uh, I think out of those three teams that are that are going, uh, for first place. Interestingly enough, I think the worst team out of those three is the team that won the division last year, and that's Houston. I think Houston, out of those three teams that are all going to be competing for first place in the division, Houston is probably the worst team, even though they have the best quarterback in the division. Yeah. Okay. Do do you have them finishing third? I do have I do have the Houston Texans finishing third. Me too. I was like, I had him at second, and I was like, come on. I was like, I was like ready for it. And I was like, well, at one point, I was like, you know what? They're going to win the division again. And then <laughs> I really, I really looked at their roster and what they did in the offseason. I was like, wow. They got, they probably got worse. I mean, they added a lot of pieces in terms of volume, but they lost a lot in terms of like overall talent. They yeah. lost. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, I was like, I had him at second, and I was like, yeah, I'm I'm doing it. And then I was like – and then I just I – I took one more look at their depth chart, and I was like, God, this team is so bad. Like, okay, I so love the only way. Like, Jesus, yeah. it's so terrible. The only – I think the only way that they can really win the division is if Deshaun Watson just absolutely goes off this year. Deshaun would have that to have the such team a, on I, his back. He would have to have an outlier – Good. Like, he would have to be like my, like Mahomes was. Mahomes level, yeah. I and mean, I just don't think he can do it. Like, that team, especially on defense, that defense is horrible. Yeah, outside of like – J.J. Watt? Watt? They have nothing. Yeah, they have – I mean, I'm trying to remember which one, which linebacker just got extended because I can never remember I can ne- I always mix them up it's either Bernardrick McKinney or Zach Cunningham I Zach can never Cunningham. remember which is which okay is Zach Cunningham the better one yeah I, I think oh, yeah, he's the one that he's the one that got paid that just got paid yeah he's he's a good young linebacker uh but I mean outside of him and JJ Watt and I mean they have Justin Reed at safety who's solid yeah. and he's a good young guy but outside of that, it's just not a lot. They signed, they had Bradley Roby, but I mean, he's really not panned out to what people thought he was going to be. I think they ended up cutting Vernon, or is it Vernon Hargraves? Is that his name? That yeah. he used to play at Florida? Yeah. I think they ended up cutting him. Uh, so they just don't really have anything. It's yeah. it's kind of bad. Yeah. I mean, and I love to sound Watson. Like, I'm a huge fan of his. But to overcome but, but all their issues. Football's a team tough. sport. And you can't just have a great quarterback and and make the playoffs if you have nothing else. I mean, you took Deshaun Watson's best weapon and 
a top three, top four receiver in the league away from him for no. nothing. You, I mean, for David Johnson, who the last time he played at a high level was, what, 2015 or 26, 2016? Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I don't know if he's got anything left. They literally gave him away. You and, have, then, and you got Brandon Cooks, who's one concussion away from being on life support. That that trade was horrible. I mean, as bad as the Hopkins trade was, and that that one was like terrible. The the Cooks trade was like was awful as well. And they traded a second round pick for a, for a receiver who's thirty one has it has like a history of concussions. No, he's not thirty one. Is he's he a not? young guy. He's like twenty six. No, oh, what? Let me look it up. Oh, am I Brandon tripping? Cooks, yeah, oh, no. you're tripping. You're tripping. Brandon Cooks is 26 years old. Really? I don't know yeah, why Brandon I thought Cooks he was is a younger guy. Well, he's going to he's going to basically be 31 with concussion. <laughs> he's going to basically be 70. I don't know why I thought he was 21. of a 71-year-old. Yeah, he's, he's in the league forever. <laughs> yeah, he's been in the league for a long time, but he came in at like 20 years old. He's been in the league for like 6 years. He came in at like wow. 20. Yeah. Now, I don't know why I thought he was like 30, but because I remember seeing like something on ESPN a while ago when it was like at only twenty four years old, Brandon Cooks has already been on three different teams, and I was like, "Wow!" Yeah. And he's not bad. Yeah. And now he's been on four different teams. Yeah. <laughs> at twenty six. Um, yeah. Okay. So, like I was saying, he's he's not thirty one. He's twenty six. Um, <laughs> makes it a little bit better, but not really when you consider that in fourteen starts last year, he had like five hundred yards and two touchdowns. So, like, yeah. and you traded the second rounder for him. He right. literally could have just picked Denzel Mims in the second round. Like, come on. Yeah, or just not traded DeAndre Hopkins away. Yeah. That's, yeah. That, you know, that's always an option. But, yeah, so. it's tough. I'm interested to hear your second thing, or who okay. you have finishing second. All right, so... I think this might be an unpopular opinion, but my second team is the Tennessee Titans. Oh, okay. Is that your second team? No, I have okay. the goals, but got you. Uh, Tennessee, you know, obviously turned it around last year. They started out the year two and six, and yeah. then Tannehill came in and they finished seven and one. And so, obviously, Tannehill, you know, got a lot of praise for what they did last year. Uh, I just don't think he's gonna be that guy this upcoming year. I don't think he's that he's not worth the money they paid him. And yeah. he's just not going to be like the savior of this franchise. I don't think it's going to be him that leads them to, to winning the division. I think it's going to rest on Derrick Henry. And I don't think Derrick Henry can do it by himself. Uh, I just don't think Tennessee really has all the pieces needed to win this division. Like Indianapolis got ridiculously better over the off season. They have a lot of pieces and added a really good quarterback. I know he didn't have a good year last year, but Phillip Rivers is a good quarterback, and I, I fully expect him to have a big bounce-back year, especially with the weapons they have. Uh, and they're, I think they're going to be really relying on the run game, so Rivers is not going to have to do that much. Yeah. Uh, and their offensive line is fantastic, which is not something Rivers was used to with the Chargers. Yeah. I mean, all valid points. Um, I'm a little bit like, I'm not. I'm. I'm just not buying in on Philip Rivers. I mean, I maybe maybe I'm just 
I'm blinded by the turnover issues he had last year. Um, and that he, he he was terrible last year, honestly. Right. He, was, he was not very good. Um, maybe he turns it around. Shockingly, had more turnovers than he has kids last year. That's crazy. I, I can't believe it. He has like a whole village living at his house. Well, but, yeah. but I mean, he had like he had twenty interceptions last year. Maybe it improved. Maybe his performance improves with a better offensive line. Um, and, and and maybe it happens. I just have that image of him throwing pick after pick after pick after pick, and I'm a little bit worried about that. Um, but yeah, the Colts huge offseason added DeForest Buckner, added Philip Rivers, who is talented. Um, even if even if maybe he's at the end of his road, he's still there's something there. Uh, they they added Michael Pittman Jr. Jonathan Taylor. Um, they still have T.Y. Hilton. They have like a great offensive line. They don't, like, then they have Darius Leonard at linebacker. Um, they, they, they also have added. Talent. They also added Xavier Rhodes. Yeah, so I'm just I saying. Know. Made a I Pro saw, Bowl last I year. I saw him. I saw him on the depth chart, and I was like, "Oh God, no!" <laughs> yeah, they did lose Eric Ebron, Jabal Sheard, and they lost their uh, slot corner Pierre Desir, but. Yeah. I mean, I think they have enough talent to win this division because I think Tennessee lost a lot from their team last year because they lose Jack Conklin, who was a really good right tackle for them, and they replace him with a rookie, uh, Isaiah Wilson, who I'm not sold on. I didn't think he should have been a first-round pick. Uh, They also lose Jarrell Casey, who has been a staple on the interior of that defensive line for years in Tennessee, and he was fantastic last year. They also lose Logan Ryan, who is their number one corner. Uh, and so I just am not sure if they're going to be as good as they were last year uh, because, I mean, they replaced Logan Ryan with Christian Fulton, who I like, but I'm not sure if he's going to succeed, you know, with Tennessee. And they did get Jadevian Clowney, but I don't know if that's enough like, I don't know if they picked up enough pieces uh, to be as good as they were last year. And I think Indy got a lot better. Right. Yeah. Makes sense. I mean, it was hard picking between these teams. Uh, yeah, I went I went with Tennessee. Um, maybe Derrick Henry. I, I think Derrick Henry can have maybe not maybe not as good of a year as he did last if year. If he has as good as similar. a year as he did last year, I would be very surprised. I mean, that's he had – one of the best like second halves of a season and playoff runs that I've ever seen right. from like a running back. Um, but I, I do like what they have with AJ Brown. Um, Johnny Smith should be a lot better. It should have like a huge breakout season. Um, I still like what they have on defense. Um, like with the, with the addition of Clowney, that's huge for them. Yeah, um, Clowney's big, and they still have Kevin Byard. I just, I mean, they lost Logan Ryan. The, their inside linebacker situation is kind of shaky. Yeah, it's just I mean, and they lost and losing Jarrell Casey is big too, especially for run defense. I mean, Jadavia uh, Clowney helps a lot with that, yeah. but losing Jarrell Casey is big. But like I mentioned earlier, uh, I think a huge, a huge um, thing that's going to be key uh, to a lot of teams being successful this season is that continue is that just the similarity from last year to this year with not having training camp and with this whole COVID situation. Um, Cause a lot of teams that made all these drastic moves, like they're great. Uh, but with this unforeseen situation, you, there, there are a lot of things like you weren't able to get into training camp and 
like you weren't able to instill a game plan to like as well as you would have in in pat and like in a in a normal season. Right. Um, well, I'm and not so I, I think and, and then Mike Rabel is a great head coach, and right. I trust him. I mean, I just I don't know. Like with Philip Rivers, with the year he had last year, um, and with the Titans team staying the like basically the same except for a couple of guys. Um, I mean, I, th- I think they're going to be okay. I could definitely see the Colts winning this division. They got exponentially better, but yeah. I'm not super worried about the, you know, not having, you know, really having an extensive training camp for Philip right. Rivers because Frank Reich was was one of his coaches for three years, so he really already knows the system very well. He's been under, he had been under Frank Reich for three years before right. he went before he left and went to the Eagles to be the offensive coordinator. So I think Philip Rivers is super comfortable with Frank Reich and he knows the offense. So I'm not super worried about him not getting a lot of time in training camp. Yeah. Well, I think it'll be key when, like, his, his number two guy or his number two receiver is going to be a rookie. That's um, true. I, will, and, I, I I would not be surprised if Paris Campbell could step up because, I, I mean, you and I both uh, really liked him coming out. And, I mean, he didn't have a great year last year. He was injured. But I think he could step it up this year and, and make himself the number two guy. Yeah. But, yeah, these are, these are definitely the top two teams in my opinion. Uh, I, yeah, I don't I remember if I ever had the call – I think I like rotated these three teams in from well, I never had the Texas one. Their their roster is just too bad. But yeah, this will be a, uh, an interesting division. Yeah, this will be a fun division to watch. It'll be fun to watch Jacksonville purposely lose too. Yes. All right. Now AFC East. Sadly, I have the Jets last um, because they are not very good. They're another <laughs> yeah, team that the could actually last. be pretty. They, they could be bad. Yeah. I think the more I, I look at their roster, is, the more I'm like, uh, this could be a bad. The thing. If they have a top 10 pick this year, I think it's Sam Darnold's last year. I think it's done. Yeah. And he's not even bad. Like, like, he's the only reason why the Jets haven't been just like utterly pathetic. He was not good last year. I know he had the mono and like just it was tough coming back from that. But he was not good last year. I like what they did in the draft and what they were able to do in the offseason. Uh, I mean, I don't obviously love them trading Jamal Adams, but I don't think, you know, he wanted to be there. And right. I don't know if they really wanted him there. But, yeah, I think the Jets are, are pretty clearly the worst team in this division. I mean, they lose Robbie Anderson and Quincy Anunua, who are both starting receivers for them. They lose Jamal Adams, who's one of the best defense players in the league. But they did do a lot, I think, for the future, uh, getting Denzel Mims in the draft, getting Mekhi Becton, who I think can be a star at left tackle. Uh, they also were able to get uh, Ashton Davis in the draft, who I think and I know you're super high on him. You love him. Yep. Uh, and I, I think he can obviously be in the mix for starting. And, and then they get Brad, Bradley McDougal from the Seahawks in the Jamal Adams trade. Uh, and they also still have, um, man, now I'm forgetting his name, Marcus May, uh, who had started at free safety for them. And then, yeah. then they get they have Pierre Desir. I think that was an interesting move because now they really have two slot corners. And I'm not yeah, sure. That, that was weird. I'm not because they have um, oh god Brian what's Poole. his name Brian Poole Brian Poole who started for them in the slot last year and was really good for them in the slot last year and then they also and now they've signed Pierre Desir who really only played slot in Indy 
And so I'm a little confused at what they're going to do with that. I don't really think Brian Poole can play on the outside. He's a little small. I'm pretty sure Pierre Desir is actually over six foot, if I'm not mistaken. I might be wrong about that. Right. Uh, So I think maybe their idea is that they move him outside. Uh, Yeah, he's six foot one, so he is a longer corner. I I think that would make the most sense if they're going to move any of them outside because I think Brian Poole is like five foot nine. Yeah. Uh, So outside might be a little rough for him. Yeah. Um, So they made some interesting moves. I mean, if they're picking top 10, it might be over for Sam Darnold, which I hate because I really liked him coming out. And I think he he has a lot of talent. He's super talented. He just hasn't been able to put it together because he's, you know, gone through, is it just two head coaches, I think? Yeah. Yeah, two head coaches. And Adam Gase is is probably on crack in every practice. So I'm I'm not sure. I will say, in the last eight games last year, Sam Darnold had 13 touchdowns, uh, four interceptions, 1,947 yards, and 61 completion percentage, with a passer rating of 93.3. So, okay. and if you that's, take out if you take out the New England game, yeah, he that's had tough. A, that. He had a 19 touchdown, um, nine interception year. So, I mean, I th- he's not terrible at at least. Yeah. I, I just, I mean, the Jets are not that good. They're, yeah, they're the, the, the Jets suck. Like, their yeah. roster is just not very good. Yeah, so they're, they're fourth. I think we both have the same number three. We might not. Oh, we, oh I don't know. My don't number know. three is the Miami Dolphins. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay. I thought okay. We, I thought this would be different. I don't like, I don't really like like the Dolphins roster that much. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, just, it's just young. The off, well, they're young and the offensive line, it got better, but it's still atrocious. Right, it's yeah. still bad. Like any quarterback under that line is going to be bad. They really didn't have anybody leave the team that was important besides Raquan McMillan. Yeah, like they didn't lose anybody from last year besides McMillan, and I was kind of surprised that they traded him. Yeah, um, I mean McMillan is a good young linebacker. I thought you know the duo of him and Jerome Baker were going to be really good for Miami especially both being young guys but they added a lot of pieces obviously in the draft they were able to get Tua Tagovailoa they were able to get Austin Jackson who is very raw at tackle but I think can be good uh, I'm not even sure if he's going to be able to start immediately right uh so we'll see they also picked up Noah Igbenogane at corner who's I assume will play slot corner for them yeah um, and then they were able to get Robert Hunt a guard from Louisiana in the draft. So I thought they were, they did a good job at getting pieces. They were able to sign Byron Jones and they, I thought they ridiculously overpaid him. Um, but they were all also able to get two quality running backs in free agency with Matt Breda. Well, they traded for Matt Breda, but also got Jordan Howard. Uh, and then they got Eric flowers from the red Redskins. Good grief from the Washington football team um, who, you know, hasn't been hasn't had a good career, but had a, a pretty good season last year with Washington. Uh, and then we're able to get Shaq Lawson, Emmanuel Ogba, and um, Kyle Van Noy on yeah. the defense side of the ball. So I don't know. I think they got a lot of pieces, and I think they're going to be able to be better than the Jets. I think once Tua gets in there, if he's good, they could you know be surprisingly good. I think, obviously, Ryan Fitzpatrick's going to start the year. I assume, too, is just not ready with not being able to be in training camp that much. Yeah. But, yeah, I think next year, if Tua, you know, turns it on and is just really good, you know, I think we can see a good team. But they have to improve that offensive line. It's terrible. 
Yeah, it's bad. I just it, they just don't have a lot of talent. I mean, I think that's an issue. And Ryan Fitzpatrick starting with the right that's the right decision. Um I, I always say sit your sit your rookie quarterback, uh unless it's like <laughs> just one hundred percent necessary for them to start. Like like with Joe. Um, but yeah. Um they just don't have a lot of talent. I love the coaching there. Um the coaching is great, but they they just aren't ready yet. They aren't ready yet. Yeah. So for the first time in a in a long time, in my opinion, New England is not gonna win the division. So I have New England at number two and, and Buffalo at one. And I, are you the same way? No, no, I'm kidding. No, yes. Oh uh, okay. I was like, <laughs> no, no. Well, no, I no. actually considered putting New England one. Really? Uh, just because, you know, we've heard a lot of good things about Cam. I haven't, you know, we haven't obviously haven't seen anything from training camp, but they're acting like Cam is is has been fantastic and i mean i saw his stats from like the scrimmage and he was really good but like i haven't seen him actually throw the ball or anything and they're saying like bill belichick or cam said bill belichick and himself are a match made in heaven i i'm really interested to see because i think it could be interesting but i mean when you look at the rosters on paper buffalo is just exponentially better than new england especially with all the opt-outs opt out yeah, that, that, that's had. the thing that kills new england I that's actually, really I, weird too because i don't think any other team had like a like would they have four players opt out i mean they had um dante uh, hightower dante opted Howard, out dante hightower hydrant chung uh, uh those were the two Bolt, big guys yeah brandon Bolton opted out but he's like the fourth string running back and then somebody else opted <laughs> out i don't remember yeah but yeah, they had a ton of opt-outs. That kills them. Um, and I just don't think they have enough talent on either side of the ball to overcome what the Bills have. The Bills got a lot better. Like they are a really good team now. And New England, I think, got I mean, they really got worse. That defense that really carried them last year, you know, there's a lot of pieces from there missing because of the opt-outs. And also they lost Danny Shelton, Kyle Van Noy, Jamie Collins, and Deron Harmon all, you know, went off to other teams. And then obviously losing the greatest quarterback to ever play the game in Tom Brady is a yeah. big hit. Yeah. So I just I, I'm really intrigued by the Cam Newton uh, Bill Belichick pairing. I think Cam Newton fits really well in their offense with the short game. I think I think it's gonna be uh really interesting to see what they if they're able to utilize his uh, mobility. Um, and I think with with his athleticism, um, that maybe that 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 added element to the Patriots' offense can make up with uh, for their lack of uh, weapons because their offense isn't great. But maybe maybe Cam Newton can make it work. Um, I just think I just think with Cam Newton there with Stephon Gilmore on defense, I just think I think the talent there is going to allow them to finish ahead of the Dolphins in, in the division. Uh, I still don't think the Patriots are a very good team. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs for the first time in, like, forever. Um, but, yeah, I, I, th- I think the Cam Newton uh, and Bill Belichick pairing will be will be fun to watch at least. I think they, they could make the playoffs this year, especially with, you know, an extra team from each conference being able to make it. Yeah. <clears throat> so I think that could help them out. I'm not sure they're kind of a fringe team for me. If Cam Newton, you know, carries that team, then, yeah, they can make it. But I'm not sure he's going to be able to do enough, especially with all the opt-outs and losing yeah. a bunch of pieces on defense. And Buffalo's really good. I mean, they got Stephon Diggs. And, I mean, 
the other the pieces that they had last year, the weapons that they had, which was John Brown and Cole Beasley, yeah, you know, just weren't good enough. And especially having a quarterback who, you know, in my opinion, he's not a great passer. He's a super athletic guy with a big arm, but he needs guys that are going to elevate him. So like right. Stephon Diggs, who is an elite receiver. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to just throw the word elite around, but he's a very, very good receiver. He's an, I'll say he's an elite route runner, at least. Yeah. Um, and so I think Josh Allen will really benefit from that. Uh, I think the offensive line pretty much stayed the same, and they were solid last year. Uh, they were able to also get Zach Moss in the draft, who I think will make a really good one-two punch with Devin Singletary. Uh, they were able to get A.J. Epinesa, who can help them out tremendously on defense. And then they were able to uh, sign Mario Addison and A.J. Klein, who will help that front seven. And then Josh Norman. Let's see if he's got anything left in the tank. Uh, I don't think they signed him to an extremely expensive deal. So I think they did a good job there of just, you know, a one-year prove-it deal for Josh Norman. See if he can go back to his Carolina days. Yeah. Um, I love what they did defensively, mainly on the defensive line. Um, that was huge. And then the thing that pushes the bill pushes the bills over the top in this division um, is the addition of Stephon Diggs. I think that's going to make their offense much better. It's going to make Josh Allen much better because now Josh Allen finally has a deep threat uh, who's going to be able to weaponize his arm and his arm strength. I, I think that that was a huge addition for the Bills, and and it is going to be it's going to be so big for Josh Allen's development as a passer. Because John Brown's a good receiver, just by having him as your number one guy, that that's not who he is. That That's too big of a role for him. Uh, but having him as your number two and, and Stephon Diggs as your number one, that's something I can, I, that's something I can get down with. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, yeah, I think Buffalo is going to, you know, win the division and they'll make the playoffs. And I, I think they can, yeah. you know, they probably won't get beaten by the Texans in the playoffs this year. Yeah. Or blow a lead and get beaten by the Texans. All right, moving on to our last division, the AFC West. I think we both probably have same number one. one. But I think I think it gets interesting. Yeah. I think it gets interesting after the Chiefs. Uh you've got, you know, obviously you got the Chargers, you got the Broncos, and you got the Raiders. Um, Let's start at four. Okay, let's start at four. My number four for the AFC West is the Los Angeles Chargers. Okay. That's not mine, but... Okay. My number four is the Los Angeles Chargers, which is a shame because I think they're a really good team at almost every position except for quarterback. Yeah, that's that's the issue with them. Quarterback is a real issue for them. I, I don't... I mean, Tyrod Taylor, once upon a time, was a decent starting quarterback for Buffalo. I'm not sure if he's at that level anymore. I mean, he got beat out by a rookie Baker Mayfield in Cleveland. Yeah. I mean, he he's a guy that you'll put in if you don't want to take any risks because I don't think Tyrod Taylor's really a guy that's ever going to take risks like turning the ball over. He's a real steady guy, but he's not like special. He's not going to win a game for you. At most he's going to be a game manager. You're going to have to rely on your running game and your defense to win that game for you with Tyrod Taylor as your starter. And then you have Justin Herbert, who I'm not sure if he's competent enough to uh, yeah. throw a screen pass in the NFL. I'm really not sold on Justin Herbert. I'm really nervous about 
you know, how he's going to turn out for Los Angeles and especially how Los Angeles is going to turn out because I think they're a really good team with all the pieces they have, but Justin Herbert is not going to cut it. They lose Phillip Rivers, Melvin Gordon, Russell Okung, and Thomas Davis, who were all contributors for them last year, and they replace them with Justin Herbert. They got Trey Turner from the Carolina Panthers, who's a really good guard, and they also signed Brian Balaga, who came from the Packers, who's also great when healthy. They got Linval Joseph on the inside of that defensive line. And they signed another corner, shockingly, Chris Harris. And now, I mean, their secondary is phenomenal. But I think the big thing that makes them four for me is the loss of Derwin James. Yeah. I think that's that's a huge loss for them. And that was that was probably – if Derwin James was there, I might put them at three. Um, but – I just don't see them doing anything with a really shaky quarterback situation. Yeah. All right. So imagine this situation. You're the Chargers pre-draft. You have one door, which is you draft Justin Herbert at six, straight up to get Kenneth Murray. And, 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 and I'll take the other door. And the (laughs) other door, which is what they should have done. Uh, but the other door is taking Isaiah Simmons at six and signing Cam Newton. What door do you choose? Uh, I don't know. They both seem like great options, but I'm sprinting to door number two. And, like, that was a real – like, they, they literally – That was a realistic thing that they definitely could have and should have done. And I just don't understand why they did what they did. Like, I didn't like either pick they made in the first round. Um, the court, the quarterback situation is rough, and the loss of Derwin James that sucks. Uh, they are really talented on defense, and they got some nice pieces on offense like Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler, and their uh, uh, Anthony Lynn keeps like hyping up Tyrod Taylor. I don't know what they have up their sleeve, and and I don't even like Tyrod Taylor. I think he sucks, but. Maybe they have something. I don't know. I had them at three, but um, okay. So yeah. I, let me take a guess. I'm assuming that the the Las Vegas Raiders are your last team. Yeah. Okay. They're my number three. Yeah, uh, we just haven't flipped, but yeah. Yeah, we just haven't flipped. Yeah, Las Vegas. I think I would have put them at four if Derwin James was there, and if I really knew what was going on with the quarterback situation yeah. with the Chargers. Oh, it makes sense. Yeah, it definitely makes sense. Yeah, but I have to put Los Angeles at four and Las Vegas at three. Um, I think the Raiders did a good job uh, with their draft, being able to pick up a lot of offensive pieces, and I think they really needed that. They needed some explosive guys because, you know, offensively they've just been really lackluster because Derek Carr is really not a guy that's going to just, like, throw it deep all the time and take risks. He's more of just like, you know, he's going to take the check downs. He's going to take the short intermediate routes and he's not really going to risk turning the ball over a whole lot. That's just not who he is. Uh, And so I think they're probably, I I know Gruden is trying to, to get him to, you know, be more of a risk taker and kind of sling the ball a little bit more. And and that's why they, got Henry Ruggs he's going to take the place of what they thought Antonio Brown could do and Henry Ruggs super explosive receiver and not just a speed guy we've said this several times on this podcast not just a speed guy really good receiver great route runner good hands um so Henry Ruggs I think can contribute for them uh they also still have Darren Waller who was very good a breakout year last year for him I mean it's going to hurt them a little bit not having Tyrell Williams for the season uh he was probably going to be their number one guy uh, so that's going to hurt. But the offensive line overall is still pretty good. 
It's a really good offensive line, and they have a a running back who really broke out last year as a rookie in Josh Jacobs. So I think that offense has potential to be good if Derek Carr can be a little bit more of a risk taker. Now defensively, they're not good. Yeah, and, that, that's my issue with them. Yeah. So defensively, they're not good. They lose to here Whitehead, who was like their starting line inside linebacker. Uh, you know, the defensive line's not really good. They have Cleland Farrell. Furl, I don't really know how to say his name. Uh, Cleland Furl from Clemson, who they took fourth overall uh, in 2019, which was kind of a surprise to everybody. And he really, and he really hasn't panned out. He was not good last year. They did draft Jim and Max Crosby, a defensive end from, I believe he was from Eastern Michigan, and he played very well last season for them as a rookie. And then they also have uh, Mo Hurst, who. They also got who I thought was a steal for Michigan uh, two years ago. He had a heart condition. He was projected, you know, day one, day two guy, but he ended up falling to the fifth round because of a heart condition. He's played very well for them. So they have they have young guys on the defensive line that can be good, but I mean we haven't really seen a lot from them except for Max Crosby had a good year last year, and then linebacking core is is not good. I no, never mind. I'm sorry, excuse me, linebacking core is actually really deep, but the secondary is bad. Because uh, they, they were able to get Raquan McMillan, Corey Littleton, and Nick Quiet, uh, Kowski, uh, who was from the Bears last year. So they have a really deep linebacker core full of like some younger guys who have talent. Um, Corey Littleton was really good last year for the Rams. Now he's with the Raiders. Nick Kwiatkowski was a starter last year for the Bears. And Raquan McMillan, who we talked about earlier from Miami, is a really good young starter. Uh, so I think they added some pieces in the linebacking core, but the secondary is not good. Yeah, the defense is the issue is the reason is the reason why I have them at four. I think the offense is going to be fine because they have they added a lot of pieces like Brian Edwards and Henry Ruggs. I think they're going to have big years. Um, Josh Jacobs is I think he's going to have another big year. Um, Derek Carr is a, a solid quarterback, um, and, and, and Gruden's going to get the most out of Ruggs and Edwards. Uh, but defensively, they are not very good. And if and if uh, Carr is not able to, you know, kind of uh, take advantage of Henry Ruggs' explosiveness as a deep threat, I, I mean, I don't know, like, like, what's really the ceiling of this team? Right. If Carr can play the way he played in back in 2016, I think they can be a competitive team offensively. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't think that's he, has, he hasn't played that way, I yeah. mean, obviously, since 2016. Right, but yeah, so, um, yeah. Uh, next up, no, our, our number two is yeah. the Denver Broncos, and um, I'm, I'm really betting, high on this team. I'm, high I'm on betting on Drew Locke having a, taking a giant leap in year two. I'm betting on that, because uh, if he doesn't, you're going to have a, 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 three, a, three-way, a three-way fight for uh, – just not winning the division in, in, in the AFC West because three-way fight for last place. Yeah, basically, like it's gonna be bad. Like if Drew Lock doesn't take a step up this year, and I think he will. I mean, he, he was good at the at the second half of last season, and I think he will get a lot better uh, yeah. going into his second season. And he's got a lot of weapons. They've got they added a lot of weapons for him. That offensive line is a little bit questionable, or not right. even a little. It's really questionable. So I'm a little concerned about that. 
But in the draft, they were able to add Jerry Judy and KJ Hamler uh, to you know explosive receivers for Drew Locke to throw to. They also still have Cortland Sutton, who's a fantastic young receiver. They added Melvin Gordon to a backfield that already features Philip Lindsay, who's been in a thousand yard rusher every year he's been in the league. Yeah. So there, and not to mention Noah Font, who's one of the most explosive tight ends in the league, uh, and in his second year this upcoming year. Yeah, but yeah, they have so like so many explosive weapons on offense. It's going to be scary. They also added Lloyd Cushenberry in the draft. Yeah, he'll probably start at center. Yeah, yeah. Uh, defensively, it's a little rough, especially with Von Miller being out for the year. Um, and their secondary is, or their their cornerback situation isn't great. Yeah. Um, but, AJ Bouye is a solid corner, uh, but that's pretty much the only thing they have. I mean, they have Bryce Callahan. I just like is he going to be outside? Like he's their number two. He's going to have to play slot. So I don't know who they're going to be. Their other outside, outside is going to be. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> but I think they're good enough. Uh, it's not like they're trash on defense. They have and they still have safeties. pieces on on defense because they have Justin Simmons. They have Bradley Chubb, who was fantastic as a rookie but got hurt last year. I think if he can pick it back up, he can really pick up the slack with uh, Vaughn Miller being out. And they and they added Jarrell Casey from the Titans, who is a very, very good interior defender. So, I mean, they have pieces. Uh, I'm just – not sure how it's going to yeah. work out with, with their leader of the defense, Von Miller, being out for the season and the corner situation being a little shaky. I, I mean, right. that's, you know, I'm putting them at two because I'm even more concerned about the teams behind them. But yeah. you know, if they, if Drew Locke doesn't pick it up and if that defense is bad, KC might go, I mean, they might go undefeated against this division. Honestly, like this division. They might do it anyways, even if. Drew oh, Locke yeah, like, really, yeah. Uh, but let's not spend too much time on the Chiefs, but they got even better, which sucks because they were already great. Uh, obviously, they have Mahomes. The addition of Claude Edwards-Alaire, in my opinion, makes this offense uh, like unstoppable uh, because now, what, like now, that just gives them an extra receiver that they didn't need. And so yeah. when plays break down, Mahomes is going to have a bailout option with Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Because, oh, Clyde is, like, a great route runner. And, oh, tomorrow night against the Texans, he's going to kill them. Like, he, uh, he he might have, like, 200 yards from scrimmage. And he's going to destroy those linebackers. It's going to be a tough scene for them. But they have so much explosiveness. They have Tyreek Kill, Travis Kelsey, uh, Miko Hardman. Sammy Watkins, a good offensive line, but on defense, it's a little shaky uh, on at some spots. But they still have Tyron Matthew. They they brought back Brashad Breland. They lost Kendall Fuller, um, so that's a huge loss. But they drafted Willie Gay. Yeah, and he's going to be a stud for them at linebacker. Yeah, they they have struggled at linebacker for the past few years, and I think Willie Gay will really solidify that linebacking core. You know, and it, it's crazy because it, it looked bad for a little bit because it was like, okay, they're losing their starting starting guard and they're losing their starting running back in Damian Williams. But then you look and they're able to replace the starting running back with Damian Will or with a uh, excuse me, they're able to replace their starting running back Damian Williams with Clyde Edwards Hilaire and I think that makes them better and they're also able to replace I, I don't remember the guard's name that opted out I think it was Laurent uh I know who you're talking about yeah. I don't know the name but I know who you're talking about yeah I think it was him and they replaced him with Kaliki Ozameli uh who is one of the better guards in the league I mean they got better they yeah, got, that's like crazy. on offense 
So it's scary. I think Mahomes has a chance to like have a record breaking year where he is just like it like incorrect like just absolutely insane. Because they have just so many weapons. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Alright, so we got through the divisions. Let's go to some teams that we believe are must-watch teams. So, uh, for the NBA, the NBA has a thing called League Pass. And on the NBA app, you can, like, watch games live. So, these are are teams, like, if the NFL had a League Pass, that we would just, like, you could, you had to watch these teams. Right. Who who are your teams? For me, that team is the Arizona Cardinals. And on offense – they are super explosive with DeAndre Hopkins, Christian Kirk, and Larry Fitzgerald. I mean, Larry Fitzgerald's older guy, but he's still a super reliable target. Kyler Murray is one of the most explosive, fun-to-watch quarterbacks in the league outside of Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Uh, he's super fun to watch, and he's just going to continue to get better. Uh, offensive line is obviously a little shaky, so I think you'll be able to see Kyler move around a lot more, which is going to make it even more fun. Uh, defensively, I'm super excited to watch Isaiah Simmons ball out. Uh, so I think the Arizona Cardinals are a team that I would immediately want to watch all season. Yeah, I agree. I didn't want to go with like the best teams. Obviously, obviously my number one answer would be the Chiefs, but I didn't want to go with a team like that. So I went with the Bucks. Um, the weapons they have offensively is going to be so much fun and they have Tom Brady, and Leonard Fournette, like all those guys that we talked about earlier that they added, their offense is going to be incredible to watch. And I just, I think they're going to be scoring points, putting up yards, and they're going to be, they're going to be winning games. I think they're going to be must watch, just like the Cardinals. I mean, I have the Cardinals written down too. Um, but yeah, the, those teams are going to be ridiculous offensively. Um, all right. So what teams are you higher on than most people? Um, I think I'm probably higher on the Cardinals than most people. I, I don't know. I think I think it's actually kind of split because I think some people think like the Cardinals are still going to suck, and then some people are like, oh, the Cardinals are, are a fringe playoff team. But I think the Cardinals are going to finish around 500, and I think I'm higher yeah. than other people on them. Um, I can't really think of a lot of teams that I'm like high on that other people are like not really high on. Maybe the Colts. I mean, yeah. I think the Colts are going to win the division, and I'm not sure there's that many people saying that the Colts are going to win the division. So yeah. I, I guess I'd say the Colts. Yeah, I said the Bills. Because, I mean, I've seen some, like, crazy predictions where people have the Bills, like, finishing, like, third. And I'm oh, like, really? Yeah, wow. it's like, yeah, it's crazy. Um, but, yeah, the Bills, I'm really high on them. I think they're going to be, like, really, really good. Um, another team, I mean, the Browns, I'm high on them just because I think the offense is going to turn it around. I'm also high on the Vikings. I think they're going to be really good, even, even with the losses they suffered. Um, but yeah, the Bills are definitely a team that I'm really high on. Um, all right, so what are some teams that like you're low on? Obviously, the Chargers I'm really low on. I think they could you know, have like yeah. a three-win season uh, just because the quarterback plays really bad. I, and I think the Chargers have a lot of talent. But, if I mean, if you don't have a quarterback, you don't have anything. Yeah. Like, it, it doesn't matter all the talent pieces, the talent and the pieces you have around, you know, if you don't have a quarterback that can play, you don't have anything. So I think the Chargers are a team I'm, I'm pretty low on. And weirdly enough, the Dolphins – 
Because I think a lot of people are looking at the moves they made and thinking, wow, with Tua and with all these extra pieces they've gotten, the Dolphins are going to be good. They could win this division, or not even win the division, but they could make the playoffs maybe, or even go 8-8. Eight and eight. No, they're not going to go 8-8. Eight and eight. Yeah. They're going to go like, they're going to win like four or five games, same as last year. I mean, I think they're going to be, they're a better team than they were last year, but every, almost everybody in the league is a better team than they were last year. So it's going to be difficult for the for the Dolphins to go like eight and eight. Yeah, I said I said the Dolphins like they they just I mean they made a lot of moves and I like them. They just aren't ready to be to be super competitive right now. Another team I said was the Texans and that that roster is just awful. And as much as I love Deshaun Watson, he can't do it on his own. I don't I, I just I know what they have off on offense. They have some weapons in David Johnson and Brandon Cooks. I just their health is so up and down and unreliable, and I, I just think they're gonna be they're gonna be bad, and I, I just I, it sucks because I like Deshaun Watson and I think he's gonna take a beating this year. Yeah, completely agree. All right, some players we're excited to watch. Um, you want to go first or? Yeah, I I mean obviously. You have the the big names like yeah. Mahomes. I'm super excited to watch Mahomes. I'm super excited to see Lamar play. But one guy that I'm super excited to watch is Chase Young because yeah. I think he is just going to wreck offensive lines, all the offensive lines in the NFC East. Even going against like Tyron Smith or going against, uh, you know, if he's playing on the inside, going against like Zach Martin or something against the Cowboys, I think he still, as a rookie, can dominate those guys. Just because from what I saw at Ohio State, he was, I mean, there's no other word to use, but just purely dominant. He destroyed every single offensive line he went up against. So I'm super excited to watch Chase Young. Yeah, uh, I, I went through some names. There's one, there's like a big name, Tom Brady, who I'm excited to watch. Um, some other names that I had written down were like uh, Kenny Galladay. Um, I think with with um, Matt, with Matt Stafford coming back healthy, I think he could have a big year. I think Galladay is one of the most is one of the more underrated receivers in the league. He's a big guy who's super athletic, super physical. I love Galladay. Another name I had written down was Cortland Sutton, who I think could have a huge year. Um, if and it's a big if, but if Drew Locke uh, develops and takes that second year leap, I think uh, Sutton could have a huge year. Um, one guy, a rookie that I'm super excited to watch is Ashton Davis, um, and I think he's going to start, and I think he's going to play a similar a similar role to Jamal Adams, um, I, and I think he can be pretty dang good at it. Um, he's not going to be as good as Jamal Adams, and I actually have an article about Ashton Davis uh, coming soon. But he, he, he's a, an athletic guy. He's got an unreal speed, um, and he's versatile. He can play yeah. in the box. Track he can guy. play deep in coverage. Yeah, he, I mean, he, he went to college as a track guy. But, I mean, he went to college wanting to play football, but to get to college, he had to use his success um, as a track star in high school, to super get, athletic to, get guy. to a yeah, I mean he ran he ran like a four two eight forty, not in the combine but at Cal, like then dude's ridiculously fast. So I'm excited to watch him. Um, but yeah, those are some guys I'm super excited to watch. Um, I didn't really want to put like too many rookies on the on here because I I love the rookie class. Right. Uh, but yeah, 
All right, second year players. So last year's class is like unreal. Like it is just filled and it is loaded with talent. Um, and there's a lot of guys that I felt like we needed to talk about because the second year, the the second year players. I think there's a lot that are primed to have big years. Um, guys like Kyler Murray, Daniel Jones, Drew Lock, Dwayne Haskins, and Gardner Minshew are going to be starting at quarterback. Uh, what do you expect from these guys? I think Kyler Murray obviously is going to have a big jump from last year. He was good last year, but statistically, it doesn't look that good. You know, he had uh, more interceptions than you'd like to see and didn't have like a bunch of touchdowns in terms of volume. I think he had in the low 20s. Um, but I think you see a big leap from him, especially in his second year with Cliff Kingsbury. I think he's super comfortable in that system. And now he's got a true elite receiver in DeAndre Hopkins. I'm excited to watch Kyler Murray. I mean, obviously, like we said, also super excited to see Drew Locke potentially take a big step forward. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Jones, I expect him to be a little bit better. I don't think he's a franchise quarterback. I think he has some major issues like like sensing pressure, um, as an example. Um, but I think he's going to take a step forward with the improved offensive line. And the in the weapons that he's gonna have around him, like Saquon Barkley, um, Golden Tate, Stone Shepard, Darius Slayton, Evan Ingram, like they have a very solid offense um, in New York. I think he could have a, a good year. Drew Locke, I think Drew Locke could be could have a year similar to Patrick Mahomes or to what Patrick to the year Patrick Mahomes had in 2018, uh, because the weapons that he has around him are just unreal. Like the clips of KJ Hamler in practice are ridiculous. He is shredding these guys. I mean, he, he's making these corners look silly. And the explosiveness and combined with his arm strength, I think the new coaching staff is going to, like, it's going to be, they're going to have a field day. Um, and if I just pray that Drew Locke developed over the offseason, because if he did, he could have a special year. I'm excited to watch him play. Um, Dwayne Haskins, it, it, he's in a he's in an awful situation. I also just don't love him as a quarterback. Um, uh, but I just I think he's he's at the end of his uh, career with the with the Redskins. Um, he's Washington probably, football team. Come sorry, on, sorry, sorry. I know I made my first mistake. The first time I said it, I apologize to all the Native Americans. It's okay. You've still been calling the L.A. Chargers the San Diego Chargers, even though it's been years. Yeah, I, I I don't care. They're they don't even have fans, so who, who, who's really upset about it? Um, but yeah, Dwayne has his, it's a tough situation. I mean, I, I really feel bad for him. It sucks. Um, but this might this might end up being his last year in Washington. Uh, Gardner Minshew, who was he good last year? Um, he was awesome. Um, I surprisingly thought surprisingly good. Yeah, surprisingly well. Awesome when you consider where he was drafted. Like he outplayed his draft spot. Um, and it's a, it's a rough, like he's in a rough situation too, because it looks like they're trying, it doesn't look like, like they're obviously trying to lose games. Yeah. And it really looks like the front office doesn't believe in him because they're trying yeah. to lose games and get Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. And the thing is, I, don't, I mean, they're not going to try to lose games and then keep Minshew and not take yeah. Trevor Lawrence. So, right. I mean, he probably feels like the front office doesn't trust him. But I think if he can get out of Jacksonville, I think he can really be a successful quarterback and, and win games for some for a team. 
I agree. Yeah, Minshew was good last year. Like not just statistically. Like when you watch him play, like there were like it was like very impressive what he was doing. I think he's good. Um, I hope if they do end up moving on from him, I hope he goes somewhere where it's a good situation where he's got nice weapons around him and he's got a good coach because I, I think he's a good quarterback. Um, okay, one position group that is very strong with the sophomore class is receiver. We got guys oh, yeah. like DK, DK Metcalf, AJ Brown, Debo Samuel, Terry McLaurin, Darian Slayton. What do you expect out of those guys? Those guys were extremely good last year's rookies. Now, the guy that I really expect the biggest jump from, uh, I know your your guy is DK Metcalf, but I expect a really big jump from Darius Slayton. I think you can see Darius Slayton potentially emerge as the number one receiver in New York. I think he's he's a super talented guy, really athletic, fast guy, um, and I think that chemistry that he has between uh, him and Daniel Jones might make him emerge as the number one in New York. I expect a big year from Darius Slayton this year. Yeah. Uh, DK Metcalf for me is my guy this year. He, I think I think he can just explode and oh and take over as a number one receiver in Seattle. And sure like I am a huge Tyler Lockett fan. I love him. I think he's a stud. But DK Metcalf is special. He's got size, speed. I mean He's not a great route runner, but he doesn't have to be. Like it's not like Seattle's asking him to run a complicated or a complex route tree. They're just like, hey, we're gonna put you on a slant. We're gonna put you on post. We're gonna ask you to run slants. Like that's literally all he has to do. Um, and I think he's gonna be dominant this year. I think he's gonna. I mean, he. I've seen clips of him in practice where he's stacking on on top of corners like instantly, right off the release, and that's impressive. I think he's going to be awesome. Um, but this is like a strong group. A.J. Brown should be good again. Like, he was, like, outlier good as a rookie. And I think that volume is going to is gonna stay consistent. Um, and so I think he could still, he could still, like, he can get, like, even be better than he was last year. Um, Debo Samuel, it sucks that he got hurt. Because um, I think he could have been good this year. He probably would have had some catches taken away by Brandon Ayuk. Um, but I, I mean, it just sucks to see a guy like that get hurt. Uh, Terry McLaurin, I don't know if he's going to be able to keep it up because he was great with trash around him last year. Maybe he can. He's like, he's unreal. He's an unreal talent, but he's playing with a quarterback that I don't trust. And he's playing in an offense like where there's not a lot of talent, um, especially on the offensive line. So that's an issue. Um, if Dwayne Haskins takes a step forward this year, I think McLaurin could, you know, be even better than he was last year. Uh, but we'll just have to see. And Darius Slayton, yeah, he he's if he takes a big step up, maybe he can get a, get ahead of those guys in front of him on the depth chart. Um, but yeah, he could have a big year. I just don't know with like Sterling Shepard and Golden Tate ahead of him. I just don't know how big of a jump he's gonna take. Uh, but, yeah, he's a guy that could have a big jump, uh, considering that they made some drastic improvements to their offensive line. Yeah, I completely agree. I think Darius Slayton's a special guy, and I think if he can get better, you know, more polished as a route runner and, you know, work on some some drop issues that, you know, he's had in college and has kind of continued into the NFL a little bit, then he can really be the number one guy for Daniel Jones. Yeah, I agree. All right, tomorrow night is the first game of the season, Chiefs-Texans. It's going to be weird. 
because there's, there's I don't I think there is going to be fans, uh, but it's obviously going to be limited. It's not going to be a full a full like a fully packed stadium. Uh, I think it's going to be weird because like with football, it's kind of awkward. Like with the college games, when the announcers aren't talking, it's like very awkward and si- like there's just complete silence. Um, and it's like totally different from the NBA and ha- and ha- like in their setup. Um, uh, I mean, obviously the Chiefs are a mismatch for the Texans, but uh, like, what are your thoughts about tomorrow's game? I'm not sure if it's really going to be weird or not because I haven't. I mean, I've been watching baseball, and I I think it'll be different. But I really haven't felt weird about watching baseball with no fans. I haven't found it uh, like different at all almost yeah i mean like the cutouts some like the cutouts that they'll have behind home plate of fans sometimes that will throw me off a little bit sometimes i'll look up and i'll be like whoa that's weird the cutouts but like if i'm not paying attention like if i'm just listening to the game with like the the crowd noise that they they have playing over the speakers it's not that weird to me i don't i don't feel like Oh wow, this is weird. There's no fans. I think it probably will be a little bit different uh, for football, but I'm not sure. I don't know if I'll think it's weird or not. Uh, I mean, obviously tomorrow, I think KC is just going to destroy Houston. Just yeah. because, I mean, Houston's defense outside of JJ Watt and a few other guys, like a few young pieces that they have, is really bad. Like we said earlier, you know, right. I expect to to see Deshaun Watson do his best to put the team on his back, but. It's not going to be enough. Casey's a great team. Yeah, I just think like because uh, there's like a lot more explosive plays in a football game than there are in like a baseball game. And I, right. I, I think it'll be weird not hearing the reaction from the crowd because crowd noise, like as good of a replacement as it is, it just doesn't do. Like, it, it just doesn't do it for me. Um, it just doesn't mimic. Like a, a a real crowd's reactions to different things, so I think it can be a little bit weird, especially with a professional football game. Um, now, if they crank up the crowd noise, that might work, but I don't know. I'm just afraid it's going to be like not very loud, and it's going to be kind of weird when Mahomes throws an 80 yard dot to Tari Kill, and it's just crickets. Yeah, it it is going to be kind of weird. But, uh, and I'm sure they're going to have somebody who's responsible for, like, cranking the crowd noise up and turning yeah. it down and whatnot. Um, which, I mean, honestly, this might be a huge advantage now for home teams, like, more so than normal. Yeah. Because now you're allowed to, like, control the crowd noise. So when the offense is on the field, you can make it super quiet to where they can all hear each other. Uh, and then when the when the opposing team's <laughs> yeah. offense is on the field, you can like make that thing super loud. Well, I was thinking about this earlier. So with the with the um, with no crowd or limited crowds, uh, that kind of that might be that's going to be like a great thing for quarterback for quarterbacks who don't do well in their pressure. So like we might see an MVP season from Kirk Cousins. Like he just might maybe so. he just might be like hey oh, he's he is just on this on he's like a man on a mission right now. Oh he, said that, he said yes. if I die, I die. <laughs> I am winning a Super Bowl. Kirk Cousins Okay, maybe that's my dark horse MVP this year. If he dies, he doesn't care because he can't die. That's what he was saying. He's immortal. He cannot die. He's a different breed. 
That's funny. <laughs> but yeah, tomorrow, I mean, I'm glad that football's back. I just wish that the Texans could have made better decisions in the offseason so this game wouldn't be terrible. Because, like, yeah. the, the spread right now is – I mean, um, I think it's going to be a blowout. It, the spread right now is Chiefs minus nine, like, which is crazy, considering yeah. that there's not even a home field advantage. They're only they're only favored by nine? That's a lot, though. I thought it would be more, though. Really? I kind of thought they'd be favored by, like, 12, bro. But you have to consider that they're not like considering home, home like home field advantage because usually yeah. teams get like teams get like a free three points if they're at home. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, I mean it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Uh, I think it'll be a blowout tomorrow. I'll yeah, I'll probably watch the whole game just to watch Mahomes, but yeah, we'll see. Pro football's back. I'm just glad it's happening. Me honestly. Too. But yeah, it'll be fun. This is gonna be a great season. Uh, hopefully, no one get no one gets COVID, but we'll see. Maybe they'll just be like the the MLB and they're just waiting for someone to die before they cancel the season. Basically, I mean, <laughs> I, I'm shocked the MLB is still going on. I legit like that first week when uh, uh who was it that got COVID? Who who what was the first team that had the outbreak? The Marlins. The Marlins? Yeah. yeah, I was like, oh, the season's getting canceled. They're like. No, we're we're playing. Like we are crowning a champion. Yeah, I was like, whoa, okay. How many games behind are the Cardinals? Because don't they still have uh, like they have like they have like eight double headers that they have to play this this month. <laughs> They're gonna have like their minor league team play. Yeah, I mean, it's it's weird. I thought it was gonna get canceled. Thank goodness it didn't. Yeah, hopefully football doesn't get canceled, but. Yeah, that's all we have for today. I hope y'all enjoyed it. It was fun. I'm ready for football. All right, we'll see y'all next time. Peace.